have you on soon too need to have you on soon oh you know you know what would help darren (laughs) if i hit record on zencaster for the audio (laughs) see joe's usually charged for that okay good all right all right youtube you're welcome okay here we go three two wait no longer greatness has arrived welcome to episode 333 of the trophy room a playstation podcast i'm your host kyle aka mr k step and it is here where me and my best friend joe talk about the latest and greatest in all things playstation this week we were talking about call of duty remaining on playstation for the next decade the last of us composer hinting at a part two re-release rift apart PC specs, PlayStation's accessibility controller, tons of flash news, and so much more as we do it live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on youtube.com slash at PS Trophy Room. Also, whether you're watching the show live, the VOD on YouTube, or on your podcast app of choice, I suggest using hashtag House of Bangers to talk about the episode and show on social media. Feel free to tag at PS Trophy Room as well as Mr. Babbitt to let him know whose house this really is. But before we get into the show, let me introduce my guest because Joe is not here this week. Uh, Darren Simmons Jr. of Rusty Rupees Podcast. How you doing, Darren? I'm good, Kyle. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time coming. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, so. very long time. Every single time I run into you, because I've only run into you at PAX. PAX East, yes. f- to be clear. Uh, East and... Yeah, yeah, yeah I haven't made here. it to, to PAX West. Or or anything other than like you know kind of funny events in, in san fran hey. but um yeah I we would might be... have seen each other at prom honestly oh, a couple you years know what? back too that's yeah. totally fair that is totally uh-huh. fair um yeah we run into each other at pax east and we just have a great time i think this year was great when we were just at the bar just chilling absolutely afterwards. it was just a good time. that was a just... good time yes, um yes. so people who don't know you darren uh where are you from what kind of games are you into and uh tell us about rusty rupees so, uh, hi everybody. Uh, my name is Darren. I am one of the hosts and editors of the Rusty Rupees podcast, where we do kind of the same thing as you guys um, talk about video game news, anime, movies, talk a lot of shit amongst one another because we're we're those kind of guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, we just kind of have a good time um, as we go through the news. Like I said, um, we also stream daily, uh, Monday through Sunday, um, twitch.tv slash Rusty Rupees, uh, where we all, uh, it's me and my three boys, uh, Deontay, Justin, and Cameron. Uh, we each have our own individual days where we kind of spread our own individual gaming tastes um, as we stream. Uh, Tekken Tuesday, every Tuesday, Ooh. if you like that, just to throw hands, as well as the Sunday streets now that Street Fighter Six has come out. Um, but yeah. We just have a good time, play these video games, talk a lot of shit with one another, and try to go out in events and have a good time, man. Hell yeah. Um, upcoming Tekken 8. Upcoming Tekken 8. I'm trying to put my feelers out there for this uh, beta that is going on <laughs> within the next two days. I feel I was a little bit too late on asking yeah. some some certain people to try to get in there, but uh, I am very, very excited. I, who's, I need your, it in my life. Uh, who's your main? I am a king main. Oh, I am, God. I am Mr. Awesome. Grabby Hands. And I realize that if there is a cat like character or like cat, cat man, or something in a video game, I will instantly gravitate to them somehow, some Sweet. way. Yeah. 
so um, I, I need all the grabby hands. I'm not a, um, a huge fighting fan, but the, the one fighting franchise I love to play are Tekken. And I'm a, I can never say his name right, Harang, the dude that just Harang, kicks. Yeah. That's all he does. Yep. <laughs> I love hey, that, Hey, he's good. Um, That's my boy Deontay's main. And yeah. so after his trailer dropped and everything, he like deep dived. He's like, okay, here's how he's different. <laughs> here's why he's more like big. Here's this. I don't understand why he's got his eye back since he had an eye patch in the last game. We don't know. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see where it goes from there. I love a good fighting game story too. It's it's always good. It's wacky. I need yeah. it. <laughs> How long have you been doing uh, like podcasting and rusty rupees and stuff? So we have been at this now for about four years. I think we started um, early 2019. Um, slow creep from there because we were still getting our bearings. Kind of jumped into things, not knowing anything. Yeah. Um, and definitely seeing our growth from episode one to where we are now is uh, astonishing and how awkward and so lost we were <laughs> back then. Um, same thing. Um, been audio editor since we've started, uh, since we started and learning that process on my own and everything has been a trial, but yeah, but it's definitely skills that I'm glad that I learned Absolutely. And overall just, uh, 2020 i think when we first met at pax east yeah. that year like that was my first pax and it was just me out of um all of us that went and when we had come when i had come back from that i was like super energized i'm like oh y'all we gonna do this and then you know the big cough happened and that <laughs> made everything weird for everybody but yeah i love that the big <laughs> cough that's good oh yeah um but definitely within this past year we've tried going out to a lot more events just to kind of put that field that footwork in uh, make a lot of different connections yeah between packs we went to game of the game awards last year um sweet getting ready for packs west uh next month and, and you then, interviewed barrett that is my uncle now that's just that's just <laughs> uncle that's just uncle john now that's just uncle barrett god so. i want i want to talk to john so bad we, if we... you ever get a chance to talk to john eric benley he is legitimately the kindest soul really i have ever met like but, i don't i personally don't know a more real and down-to-earth person than john eric yeah benley. That, bless his heart that that at the you know packs of 2020 it was like i don't know a month or a few weeks before remake came out yep i think and it was two months prior. yeah i'm looking at the the postcards i got the 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 cast signed for me while we we're there because they were all there oh yeah, yeah, yeah um and i remember he had to leave he just got into boston then he That's had to leave right. to go to japan or something crazy he for went press. To, he went from he went from Kupokan in Canada oh, that's, okay. to Boston for PAX, yep. and then the next day he went to London. <laughs> that's what it was. I know it was, but like before he left, he like he signed every postcard that was in that stack. Like he he got up, he gave a huge piece. To, like I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you for coming out. You know, yeah. Thanks, like, thanks for the... being excited about the game. I was like, now when I when I think of Barrett, I can only hear his voice. I think absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think when um when the rebirth trailer had dropped mm -hmm. um i had texted him i was just like it's good to hear you again big dad and he was just like what happened i'm like the trailer dropped today he was like oh for real okay i gotta check it out <laughs> that's I was incredible just like, Love you, Uncle john oh, he was like what's awesome. going on cool yay all right <laughs> That is amazing. All right. Well, yeah, Darren, I'm excited for you to be on here. I'm excited to talk PlayStation with you. Um, everyone listening, watching, shop in. We're, it's going to be a pretty substantial show. There's a lot of really fun things to talk about. Just a little bit of 
the merger, the acquisition, just a little bit, because I don't know about you, Darren. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm glad it's done because I I've been banking I've been rooting for Xbox this whole time. I'm just yeah. like just do it, just do it, just right? Do it, just make it happen. Everybody's being haters. I want to see you win. <laughs> I don't think it's going to change much, but I want to see you win. <laughs> yeah, I I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into the show, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Trophy Room Store. We got new merch, including uh, the house shirts. We have the House of Banger shirt, House of Slangers, which is Joe's side of things. Nobody's buying any of those. Uh, and uh, um, the Sony Pony Express shirts, uh, which are up as well as a, we have a mug. So go check that out. It's at bonfire.com slash store slash the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast. Of course, links are in the audio descriptions as well, as well in the YouTube video. Um, but of course, this show is not possible without our patrons. Um, so if you ever liked what we do, got you through a long day at work or a long car ride, um, feel free to throw us a buck. If not, you can just uh, share us out in the world and let's get more people onto what we think is one of the best, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, video game communities out there. Um, so shout out to our platinum producers or platinum patrons. My God, I usually zone out when Joe does this. Premium producers, Todd Ber- Berwitz and Toxic. Platinum, Jay Shea, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Ryuku Kill 90, Steven Flesh, Stribbles and Bits, Bertos Maximus, Chris Hybrid 748, Matt Valdez, Chris the Wizard, our gold members, Cypher Primus, Darth Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Indoors, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, Red Arrow, Ageless Hermit, Androgelosaur, Astronaut Jr., not to be confused with Astronaut Senior, Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller, Brenton Zachary, Brenty Blob, Bubble Boy and Seven, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dellinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold E.T., Tino Six Speed, N. Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bam, and Matthew King, and Da Overlord. I don't know why that got me there. Thank you all so much. We <laughs> appreciate so you. Your support helps us uh, make the show look so good, sound so great, and uh, allow us to keep doing what we're doing. All right, Dan, are you ready to square up the news? I am ready. First bit of news that needs to be squared up is coming from Liam Croft over at Push Square. Liam writes, Sony and Microsoft signed a, quote, binding agreement, end quote, to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. With Microsoft's $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard set to close in the coming days following an unsuccessful appeal from the FTC, Sony and Microsoft have now signed a, quote, binding agreement, end quote, to keep the Call of Duty franchise on PlayStation. Sony had previously been offered a 10-year deal by Microsoft, but it's not known if this is the same offer or one for a different length of time. Update, it is for 10 years. Uh, A tweet from Xbox boss Phil Spencer said, quote, We are pleased to announce that Microsoft and PlayStation have signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. We look forward to a future where players globally have more choice to play their favorite games, end quote. Microsoft President Brad Smith also added, quote, from day one of this acquisition, we've been committed to addressing the concerns of regulator regulators, platform and game developers and consumers. Even after we cross the finish line for this deal's approval, we will remain focused on ensuring that Call of Duty remains available on more platforms and for more consumers than ever before, end quote. In December last year, Microsoft invited Sony to sign a 10-year agreement to ensure Call of Duty would continue to launch on PlayStation hardware. 
following similar deals having been struck with Nintendo and PC platform Steam. However, this deal wasn't signed as Sony had concerns over PS5 and PS4 versions being sabotaged through, quote, bugs and errors, end quote. The firm was also worried about a raised price point for PlayStation players, restricting multiplayer access, and the possibility of making future entries exclusive to Xbox Game Pass. Now the $69 billion acquisition looks set to go through. Go through, though. Sony has put pen to paper on a Call of Duty deal with Microsoft. It remains to be seen what will happen with the Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, and Activision Blizzard properties of the world, as Sony has focused its efforts on making sure Call of Duty remains available on its hardware. Darren, are you happy that this whole saga is over? <laughs> very happy. So far, very happy. Um, I've been, I've been on Xbox, I've been on Microsoft side this entire time. I'm like, if you're gonna spend this money, I want you to succeed. Sure. Um, just spoke about this yesterday. Do I think this will turn things around too much? No. I think the like um, Phil Spencer said in his Xcast interview was kind of funny that just because there's a bunch of games there now doesn't mean the the market share is going to shift sure like people already have their established um libraries and with the call of duty thing specifically it's we already knew be prior to this that they were already throwing around 10 years to go um in general but I, as i see that PlayStation got 10 years to make Destiny the shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have 10 yeah. years to make Destiny or whatever to be that replacement. But 10 years is a long time. Yeah. It might not seem like it, but it is. And we already know that there's probably going to be another generation shift in between that. So we're going to have to see how things really go. But I'm glad that Phil Spencer has one less headache to worry about, mm-hmm. <laughs> per se. Yeah. Um, the big thing, like mentioning Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, like all the smaller properties that Activision owns, I think that's where it's going to be interesting to see how all of that lines up. Mm-hmm. Because we know Call of Duty is the main moneymaker. That's the main focus of this entire merger. So yeah, seeing Overwatch and Blizzard, all that stuff go over there. Yeah, that's going to be a hit for PlayStation. But at the end of the day, the majority of those games beforehand were mainly PC until so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I- I'm... I'm not a Call of Duty player. I understand its significance and mm-hmm. just how big of a slice of like the gaming pie Call of Duty yeah. is at each and every year. Um, so it is really good that PlayStation locked them down for at least 10 more years. Um, I can't imagine it going past those 10 years. Same. Uh, which is sad it's- to say, but like you said, it gives PlayStation 10 years to you know, make mm-hmm. their own quote-unquote version of Call of Duty. And you can see that with the studios that they've bought, the the types of projects that are in the works. Um, I hope it works. Like, I I mean, I say it all the time. I want Resistance back badly. Uh, like, Absolutely. <laughs> I, I want a good Sony kill zone. Like, I want a Sony first-person shooter, first-party thing mm-hmm. again yeah. and not rely yeah. on these third-party things, so... Yeah, I'm not much of a shooter a shooter player myself yeah. anymore. Like, 10 years ago, sure. all about it, yeah. all with it. The Halos, Call of Duty Black Ops, like, all those, cool. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, a shooter, all right, cool. I don't personally care. Y'all yeah. figure that out. Yeah. But seeing the shift that Sony has done, like, their Halo was Killzone, and now we see Horizon is being Horizon. So I don't fault them for making that shift, but... There is a sorely lacking 
outside of PlayStation, and that is shooters. So yeah, we they have they own Bungie now. We have Destiny, but Destiny is still everywhere. It's not like their PlayStation is talking about yeah skewing Destiny only to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to see what that move is gonna be in the long run. But they got plenty of time to figure out. Yeah, because um, when I think of like the first person shooters that I enjoy. The only one that is not now under the Microsoft banner is Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I enjoy Destiny. Don't get me wrong. Don't come for me, Destiny fans. I know, I know. There's so many of you. Um, but like, I think when I think of first-person shooter, I think Call of Duty, I think Doom, and I think Wolfenstein. Yeah. And they're all now a Microsoft thing. Um, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of with you. When this first whole thing was announced, I was like, oh, this is a bummer because I won't get to play. My, my example was like Wolfenstein on PlayStation. Like, mm-hmm. but the years have passed. It's weird think saying years, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but like, <laughs> I think it's good for competition. I think that's just going to make PlayStation really put a it's it lit a fire under their ass to like you know let's mm-hmm. figure this out and not be so reliant on things even Absolutely. though they are a little bit reliant on things currently like all the third party stuff with final fantasy and uh mm-hmm. like death stranding and for, even forespoken this year so like they're making smart yeah. deals which i don't mind but they need to start doing like some first party stuff and i'm pretty sure like my my biggest thing and I'm pretty sure Jim Ryan already said no, and I hope that changes. But just put that green little box on in PlayStation X and B. <laughs> just, just put game, yeah. just a Game Pass button on PlayStation. Yeah. Everybody wins. Yeah, <laughs> everybody wins. Xbox is getting that Game Pass money. People are still buying Playstations and play their Call of Duty where they want to, mm-hmm. how they want to. Crossplay is already way more of a thing now. So, however, Microsoft's thing at the end of the day is we just want you to play games. Here's here's a bunch of games for you to play. So, within this next year, we know there this not this not E three season. Everything Xbox has on the way is slated for next year for the most part, and that's where we're gonna really see how good all these acquisitions have been because mm-hmm. our first real test was red fallen we saw how that went so yeah halo is been haloing for a while now so sure. yeah in microsoft's first party lineup kind of kind of been some stinkers as of late so i have hope for the future but we have to see where it goes yeah uh uh i think it's mad in chat uh time to bring back socom SOCOM would be rad. That'd be a good thing, too. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, like we mentioned, this is good for PlayStation. Really gives them a time frame of when they got to really start thinking long-term about some things, uh, at least in that genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next bit of news that needs to be squared up is coming from Sammy Barker over at Push Square. Sammy's writing, The Last of Us composer Gustavo Santolala, oh my god, I butchered that last name, may have teased the new version of Part 2. In a Spanish interview, composer Gustavo Santolala, uh, may, I'm just going to not say that, I'm going to say Gustavo from now on, may have hinted at exactly that. If you recall during the opening stages of the sequel, you'll see the musician playing a banjo as you walk through the Jackson settlement, but you couldn't interact with him. 
Gustavo said that, quote, in the new editions, you can make me play certain themes. And, well, I can't say anything else, end quote. The composer went on to make a signature motion with his hand, suggesting he's under NDA. This would, to us, imply that Naughty Dog is currently working on an updated version of The Last of Us Part Two, which has been rumored before. It does make sense, although fans may not be too thrilled at the prospect of another re-release from Naughty Dog following The Last of Us Part One. Obviously, this is all conjecture based on a fairly vague Spanish interview, but it does make sense that a hypothetical re-release would come with some bonus features and Easter eggs, and making Gustavo's cameo more interactive would certainly fit the bill on that front. Now, Darren, first I want to know what your history with The Last of Us is, and do you think we need a new version of one of the greatest games and stories ever made, Viva La Revolution? Because I'm not hearing... Any smack from people in chat about Last of Us Part 2 not being as good as it is. Because it is. I am not my friend Justin. I loved Last of Us Yeah! He has problems with the ending, but he got justification from Neil Druckmann, and I cannot talk about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But Last of Us, been there since day one, since um, came out on PS3. Absolutely loved it. Um, At the time, definitely one of my favorite games. Last of Us 2. Loved it as well. For me that year, Ghost of Tsushima oh, was, yeah. sure. was my game of the year. They were for a that month year. apart, by the way. I think people exactly. really wasn't forget fair. about. <laughs> exactly. But Ghost of Tsushima was my stuff. But um, I love The Last of Us. But I do feel the oversaturation of Last of Us now. And so hearing this, I'm like, granted, it makes a little bit more sense to me if it's in the vein of like how they did Death Stranding, Ghost of mm. Tsushima, mm-hmm. where it's a port up, I'm okay with that. I feel like it's still a bit too soon, but then again, this game came out three years ago now, which is kind of insane when you yeah. think about it. So with everything, with the show being the how good it was this year and everything like that, Last of Us stays consistently in in people's mind space. Do they still need to work on that multiplayer? Yes, they do, so... I'd be I'd kind of be pissed if we see a re-release before we get that multiplayer. I'll be mm. very confused. But if it's included with that, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Um so I'm 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 not as opposed to it as I think I was with The Last of Us Part 1. Because that, that when Last of Us Part 1 got announced, I was like <laughs> too soon. It's too <laughs> soon, but then I'm like, it's also been nine years since this game yeah. was released, uh-huh. and it does look very good. I personally haven't played part one myself because mm-hmm. I'm like, that needs to get cheap for me to play. But, <laughs> but we'll 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 see. We'll see. I'm not a, I'm, like I said, I'm not as opposed to it as I was sure. when part one got announced. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, I, I mean, it is one of my favorite. I mean, it is probably my favorite franchise in IP. Um, but part two is one of my favorite games ever. And after watching season one of the show on HBO, which is stellar, I forgot I ordered the first season on 4k and it showed up in the mail yesterday. I was like, Ooh, happy surprise. Uh, should have canceled it. Cause I am not working anyways. Um, after that season was over, I was like, man, I could play part two right now. I'm I'm itching to hop back into that universe. I played through part one and platinumed it again. And bless you for those naughty dog platinums, <laughs> the, man. The, I could never. The part one is way easier. Okay, I mean, there's okay. there's no factions multiplayer. There's uh, I don't think you had to play it on. Um, uh, oh my god, their version of crushing grounded. I don't. You didn't have to oh. play it on that. Um, 
But like I've been itching to go back because I only experienced it that one playthrough. The first playthrough back in 2020 and it, Same. Yeah, it destroyed me yeah. and i i'm a, i'm hoping for a similar situation of like when i replayed god of war 2018 before ragnarok where like i knew most of the story beats and i loved the first game but there were sections where i just completely forgot about yeah and uh, so agreed i to see it run like in um I can only imagine they do what Insomniac does and do like that 4K 60 frames kind of like um, performance quality mode mm -hmm. that they are specialized in to get the best of both worlds so you can have HDR and, and, and 60 frames and all that stuff. I'm super into it. I don't think I even need extra content in it. Yeah, having Honestly. multiplayer be part of the package would be killer. Mm -hmm. um, as a non-multiplayer fan, Factions is my shit. Uh, but I really enjoyed that from the first one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would I would gladly take a PS5 version. Yes, I know there's a PS5 patch where you can play the PS4 version at, like, That's right. 4K or whatever. But, I mean, part one looked pretty damn good. Um, so, I'm I'm all in for it. Um, see, that's the version that's going to get the PC port, and then we get to yeah. see what happens. <laughs> For sure. Uh, M9 Prime writes in, as you can too, in our Discord. Um, link in the description below. As well as we tweet out every Wednesday when we go live, or go to record a show, we tweet out for questions. And M9 Prime writes, Hello guys, with the rumors of The Last of Us Part Two being remade for the PS5, do you think there will be an upgrade path for people who own the PS4 version? Also, do you think they will release a bundle with The Last of Us Part 1? Of course, this is all speculation, but with the rumors of factions not going so great, do you think there's a chance they scrap the games as a service model and launch factions with Last of Us Part 2 as a regular online mode? Thanks for all your great work. Thank you. Well, what do I you think, think we kinda... Yeah. I think we just talked about as far as the, the package, faction like, stuff. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Uh, yeah, multiplayer with Do it. Do we I get like a, a ghost like $10 upgrade for like a director's cut kind of thing? I would love that. That that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But I feel we are now past that era of the PS4 to PS5 upgrade because it's been so many years now. Yeah. Like what was the last big release that we got? And I want to say it was Death Stranding. It was I know Death we got or Death ghost. ghost. It was either one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... I, I hope so that we get that just cheap little upgrade. It's like, hey, you own this and want to go to that mm -hmm. next version. Cool. But because it's not like The Last of Us Part 1 where this is a brand new game from almost a decade ago. So yeah. I, I hope so just so that, you know, to fans who are here for it and want more, just like, oh, yeah, I'll pay for that. And, oh, it comes with multiplayer finally. I was already waiting. So I'm in here for it. Um. As far as a package deal, I think that would be great. It would probably cost a hundred dollars. Yeah. And <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, I could see them doing it, so I don't know if there's an upgrade path. Only because I mean like the show has twenty something Emmy nominations. Like They're the to make that show last is huge. Mm -hmm. So why offer a ten dollar thing? It's real scummy, but as a business, you're going to try Absolutely. to make as much money as possible. So I don't know if they're going to up do an upgrade path. Um, I would take a bundle, even though I own part one, but if there's like new steel books as a physical collector, yeah, of course. Same. Get that. Come on now. Just don't make We're it suckers. exclusive. We know to, we want. 
PS Direct, please. I hate dealing with Direct. It doesn't work for me. I don't yeah. know about you, Darren. Does it work for you? I'm, anytime there's a PlayStation <laughs> Direct special edition, I tend to not even try. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I think aside from Horizon, like, I didn't care. So <laughs> Horizon was the last one that I got through Direct that it worked. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, AGD Gaming writes in, Hi guys, new listener from across the pond here. Got a question regarding The Last of Us Part 2. I was a huge fan of the first. In fact, it's my favorite game of all time, but decided not to play the second due to spoilers. We're not going to spoil anything. But am I missing out on playing the second one? Should I just swallow my pride, wait for the PS5 remake slash remaster to drop and dive in? Or shall I leave the dream alive and just stick with the first? Keep up the amazing work. Swallow your pride yeah, and play man. that game. <laughs> Swallow your pride. I, I get it, especially because a game a game like Last of Us has such an impact. And mm-hmm. through osmosis, even though the game's only three years old, it's it's been three years. So through word of mouth, through the internet, through whatever random YouTube clip, you're going to probably have seen some stuff if you're anywhere remotely in the realm of things. Yeah. But spoilers aside... And this is just from me talking from experience for like older games. Like for me, for the longest time, the original Final Fantasy VII didn't care to play it because mm-hmm. I'm like, I've just been in this for so long. I know Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. And then I finally sat down and played. I was like, I didn't know any of half of this stuff. I'm, I knew the big major points that would have mm-hmm. been spoilers that would have impacted differently. But the story and journey that you go on in these games, regardless if you know that singular plot point that was a spoiler for you getting to that point having context changes everything yes and i think for games like the last of us it's definitely you need to experience that for yourself to really form your own opinion and then if you feel like that spoiler changed everything man it hits you hard but it's definitely worth playing for yourself absolutely i i think darren you 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 crushed that explanation i can't add much to it other than like yeah that spoiler sucked i mean i got spoiled on it because there were a bunch of assholes out there who just wanted to spoil it just because um but i think once that thing happens which is pretty early on in the game if if that's the spoiler uh you're talking about um they do such a great job of like adding to that moment and making that moment even feel even more impactful than it already is Mm-hmm. And just the the new characters you meet are just absolutely stellar. Last was part two is top notch, and so yeah, I say swallow your pride. Um, if you want to wait, maybe a month or two, if we get that you know rumored second showcase in the next month or or so, maybe it's there and it'll be official. But I would, I would play it as soon as you can, because it's real good. Good. Not that we ha- don't On have sale. enough games to play this year, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> man, <laughs> it's wild. Um, yeah, a uh, Green Gorilla good Gamer. Games are good. They're very good. Green Gorilla Gamer wrote something uh, similar, so I'll skip that part of the question. But and to yet another esteemed guest, welcome to the show. Joe didn't answer this last week, as I'm sure he did everything in his power to avoid saying the word. But Darren, are you Team Banger or Team Slanger? The I'll go team slanger. <gasps> Darren the betrayal. <laughs> yeah, I go I gotta go slanger. See the thing oh! the thing is the thing is the thing is the thing is it, I, I'll sw- I sw- I swap sides because okay. there'll be some bangers out there. I ain't yeah. gonna I ain't gonna yeah. di- I ain't gonna discredit you. But but 
sometimes you know <laughs> all right all right all right I, lo- I love you though i love you I love though you I love too. You I love- hey our relationship does not change over this <laughs> Okay, it's only Joe and I where we fight to the death over this. Uh, (laughs) Green Gorilla also said, I also just want to thank you both again for what you do. It's such a simple thing. Uh, Quotes around simple. I mean, you guys just one day decided to run a podcast. But as I've said before, I'm very grateful for your show, this community and the two of you. I've had a shit week and thought it would get better today. It did not. LOL. But I'm excited for another episode tomorrow. Much love. Hashtag 93 days until Spider-Man 2. Uh, we love you too. I know that's wild. We love you too, Green Gorilla. Um, I mean, Darren, you probably feel similar to the people who listen to your stuff. Just like it's just wild to me. People want to actually sit down and just listen to me personally talk games. It's it's weird. Every time I hear somebody who I maybe it's my first time officially meeting them and they say, Oh, yeah, listen, I always am just like, You do? <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, first off, thank you, and also. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks i appreciate you yeah <laughs> it's it's very it's very uh kind of you to say those words and i mean we're nothing without people who listen so i thank you so very much we Absolutely. love you. Thank you uh next bit of news that needs to be squared up comes from ryan disdale over at ign ryan writes ratchet and clank rift apart pc requirements revealed does not demand an ssd oh that's wild uh julian Oh, boy. Julian, who brecks? I'm sorry, Julian. Online community specialist at porting studio Nix's software announced the requirements on the PlayStation blog. To run Rift Apart on very low settings, 720p and 30 frames, users will require an... All right, let me get the robot voice out. Right. Intel Core i3-8100 or AMD Ryzen 3-3100 CPU, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 960 or AMD Radeon rx 470 gpu and eight gigs of ram uh rift apart could also be run from 75 gigs of hdd space on these settings but the recommended and higher specs all demand 75 gigs of ssd space running on a hdd at all is a stark difference from how sony originally marketed the game though in its initial announcement the company claimed rift apart was quote designed around ps5's ultra high speed ssd end quote adding that players will seamlessly travel through different dimensions in mid gameplay thanks to ps5's ultra high speed ssd Dimension hopping on very low settings seemingly won't be as quick as it is on PS5, though. While the game, quote, can be enjoyed using an HCD and the minimum system requirements, the blog post said players are encouraged to use an SSD in combination with the recommended system requirements or higher to experience the game's signature dimension hopping gameplay as originally intended. Uh, I won't get into that paragraph. It's more specs. Uh, You can Mm -hmm. see it uh, at Push Square on this article. They have a very nice graphic telling you all the... um, different specs you need yeah uh pc version of rift apart which will be available via steam and epic game store will be live on july 26th this has to work after the last of us part one port right i thought this was already out not gonna lie (laughs) i honestly did too uh no next week um it has to right I, i i think for playstation expanding more and more into pc after they the have disastrous they have to part one stuff. they have to play test this stuff they gotta so get much. this down <laughs> yeah and ratchet and clank being exactly like they said the ssd how quickly everything loaded how quickly you could just warp from different spots um and just entirely new environments just pop up and or just zoom in 
Like, it was very impressive seeing that from a Ratchet and Clank yes. game that for a game that came out two years ago now, and mm-hmm. I'm I need to stop mentioning time and years because it, <laughs> it throws me off every time. Yeah, but Ratchet and Clank is an impressive game, so even seeing. Re- with it saying 30 frames, 720, I'm just like, that feels disrespectful to Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> it, it does. But whatever, hey, if your PC can't run it and you got it, go go for it, man. I just hope yeah. it works for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're a broken record here. If it gets more people to play these amazing games, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm not going to be like that that kid that axe kicked his desk over Horizon coming to PC. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that, darn. It's quite hilarious. <laughs> It's like, how dare PlayStation betray my trust and just axe kicked his desk in half? I'm like, come on, That's, dude. It's not that serious. I'm um, just ready for another another Greg Miller rant. That's that's what I'm <laughs> ready for. Yeah, I, I won't go into full depth like Greg does. Uh, PC is not where I enjoy playing games. Um I Same. prefer on the couch. And on, this is the, the workstation. <laughs> exactly. If I'm just here for too long, it's just, it's not my jam. I'm happy that people, like I said, are getting a chance to play it, but I don't know if I would want to play Rift Apart on those low settings. Like, yeah, that game's gorgeous. It it's, feels good. It looks good. Runs smooth. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't remember having any stutters playing that game. No. Like, Honestly, I feel like that's been one of the smoothest games I have played in years. Like yeah. you'll run into stutters here and there, and like I'm not, I don't trip too much off of like games stuttering. Like if oh, yeah. it's not Same. astronomical, I don't, I don't care too yep. much. I'm like, oh, it's running fine. Oh, it's it slowed down for a little bit. Oh, because there's a lot happening in this game. Cool, whatever. It's not affecting my gameplay. But if a game runs that smooth initially and then once the pc version comes out and you start seeing all the disastrous pc things that can happen I'm, yeah y'all got to figure something out over there playstation <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah yeah uh question darren what is the next playstation ip to come over to pc would you like to see to get more people in on on this game mm-hmm. let me think we've gotten a good chunk of them now yeah I, like it's not there aren't honestly aren't too many um Ghost of Tsushima is one. Uh huh. Um, if I'm correct, that has not come to PC, right? Not yet. I don't believe okay. so. I think it's been heavily rumored. I don't know if it's been confirmed. But Ghost of Tsushima is more than likely the next, uh, the next best thing. And Spider-Man Two will eventually get there, and I think it'll be a quicker turnaround than maybe any of them. Hmm. But. If we see that if if Spider Man Two runs as good as we think that it's going to on PlayStation, I feel like they're going to try to turn it around within six months. But I still don't have faith that that it will be to the same caliber for sure. Fair. Um, I going back to our last story. I think it might be part two. Um, mm-hmm. similar to again another Naughty Dog collection, but the um, oh my God, what was it? The Legacy of Thieves collection. The Legacy Four Uncharted, and Lost Uncharted Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that was. PC and PS5, I think the same day or within a week of each close. other. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I could see part two, but yeah, Ghost has to. And mm-hmm. I think that is definitely coming because of the movie. Again, Sony's everywhere. So, did you not know about the movie? Not at all. Oh, oh Darren, <laughs> strap in. Oh, man. Strap in. There's going to be a Ghost of Sushi from a movie directed that, by the guy who does john wick 
oh i'm sold all right so <laughs> yeah like that's i think that's one of the few playstation properties that does not make me worry instantly i'm just like all right you just need to do yeah this amazing samurai story we mm -hmm. already saw what kurosawa uh, kurosawa mode looks like yeah. in that game and regardless on how you do it as long as these act you choose your actors right performance is good sign me up it's it's not hard to mess up a good samurai movie no. so <laughs> yeah yeah that that is just begging for a good movie and i'm all for it absolutely um, i just remembered a flash news thing i'm putting it on a reminder um yeah so those are our main stories again it's not been like a crazy thing I'm not a Call of Duty person, so Joe would have gone on for way longer, but it's fine. <laughs> but now we're going to get into the Flash news. Got to run fast. Oh, we got to go fast, Darren. We got to. We got to go fast. Um, I, love the, I love the news flash because I'm just like, yes. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, good. Tomba and Gex are back, Darren. Have you seen this? It happens. It I'll happened the... when they were recording, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to talk about this next week. LRG3. Yeah, yeah peep through that i'm like i'm excited for several titles that they popped up first one they announced was castlevania advanced collection because yeah. i'm like i need i just need those physical I, it was yep. inevitable but seeing tomba and gex come back yeah what it's <laughs> these, wild the, these mascots rising from the ashes <laughs> and now it's just all like who who else you gonna get yeah i'm here for it yeah so um tomba is a uh, is a game near to dear to my heart from ps1 days um it's one of the first game, games I remember putting in way too much time in. I would just replay it a ton. You're like this feral kid fighting these evil uh, League of Pigs. Um, and it's a very it a cool, like, Metroidvania kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Like, you can okay. you can hop in the background and the foreground. It's, like, 2D. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. You unlock skills. You can go back and find puzzles and whatnot. It's very, very fun. Um, Gex, I, it's one of those things where... I probably rented it from Blockbuster. Same. I feel like I played <laughs> Gex One back then, or demo disc. And I or had something. no idea that there was a trilogy. I'm gonna just say I, I knew there was for sure two. I didn't yeah. know there was a third game. So, yeah. so I'm cool. Uh, and it's it's the whole Gex PS One trilogy coming. Um, and what I really really love about this announcement, not only are we getting two like iconic PS One titles like IP back. But Limited Run is using what they are calling the Carbon Engine is how they're making this happen, um, and they're publishing these. Um, and it's a tool that makes porting older games to current consoles easier. So, Darren, with that in mind, what is the dream old-school game that you want to be ported over that has seemingly been lost to the ether of history? Every <clears throat> Everything that I want is tied to square enix and it's just inevitability yes um, <laughs> same <laughs> like i ps1 era i grew up on the mascots and so we've already gotten the crash trilogy yeah love that we got spiral back yeah love that um whenever i think of older mascots it like those those two were my mains from playstation and then i think about it's not so much older because it was like in the ps2 era but like Tack, tack in the power of Juju. Oh, Will yeah. we ever see something like that again? Uh -huh. uh, Bubsy has made his return in the past couple yeah. years, and it's like, who asked for that? But whatever, sure, Bubsy. I feel uh -oh. like Ty, the Tasmanian Tiger, is still around in some form. Ty got a <sighs> HD remaster, Did he, I think, right? for one and two, and I think that's yeah. on PS4, Switch, okay. all that. Um, it's the ones that like 
I think got sold off from Square, so mm. that's Legacy of Cain, uh, yep. like Soul Reaver. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's part of Eidos, um it's... or Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, it's the um, oh my god, the other gigantic Embracer Group. Thank you. Almost. Yep, mm-hmm. got you. Yeah, See, Embracer and Tencent own everything. Yeah, you just don't know what was, they own. But... Was, Katakawa, <laughs> it was is in my head, and like, no, that's from software. That's not the same group. Right um yeah it's i think that's the thing right now though is that we are in an era of bringing back things that have been long gone yeah um so seeing super mario R- uh super mario rpg coming back like that's been asked forever um it it just depends on where they're going i i think that's the biggest thing especially from limited run with the carbon engine yeah is that we're getting a whole bunch of stuff that nobody has thought about in literal decades and here they are again yeah um anything specifically for you because i'm like i'm trying to wreck my brain yeah right uh, now. pierre and chat saying you know the answer darren it's bus a groove <laughs> love you cam <laughs> love you my boy bust a groove absolutely but oh man we, Buster, Buster we just good. talked about this oh, last, yeah? last week. Buster Groove is still one of my favorite rhythm games ever. And it's anytime I talk to somebody and they know about them, like you're cool. And yeah. we're now friends forever because you understand. I, I think I played a demo of that, like on a demo disc, like nonstop once. Beautiful. It's a good time. Um, I mean, my, my first go-to is another square. It was a square soft thing back in the day. Bring back brave fencer Musashi. Please. <laughs> it is absolutely it's hard to explain. I mean, it's not really it's like a Zelda clone almost. Mm-hmm. Um but it's filled with puns. All the all the the towns, or whatever, are named after food. Um there's like silly vampires that roam around at nighttime in the village. Uh some really fun and unique and quirky voice acting. And I that was a game that I, I rented from blockbuster a ton not only because it was that game and i had a good time it also came with i believe it was the final fantasy 7 demo I believe. or the 8 demo it's one of the two i want to say it was seven and air guys had the demo for eight. yeah okay that's probably right um and that game is just a ton of fun. Uh, GDQ you know recently posted a, a speed run of Brave Fencer Musashi. I was like, ah, oh, this brings me back. Man, I just <laughs> now thought of something. Rampage, bring back a trilogy of that. Hell yeah. Bring back Rampage. Where we haven't that? had no good Rampage in in years. I want to say it's probably, I think THQ owns it yeah. at this point. Because it's been, it's been a long, long time since we got any Rampage. Aside from that movie tie-in one, yep. bitch. Watched it recently. It was surprisingly not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> movie, but it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, Rampage would be fun. That'd be a good time. Um, oh, I had others. Where did they go? Oh, Sega Genesis Classic. Comic Zone. Which one? Ooh. Comic Zone. Uh, beat em up side scroller takes place in a comic book. You have to break through the panel pages and whatnot. It was super cool back in the day. I don't know how it holds up, but I remember loving it when I was a kid. 
feel that's definitely one of those like Sega classic collection. It's like if it's not in one that's out now, they got they're like still cooking up. They're like, what else haven't we done yet? <laughs> let's let's uh, put this all on there. Absolutely. Um, I, I I went back to uh, when after the show, I tweeted out a couple. Um, I also said Soul Reaver. Um, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. that's like that's just a good game that is just gone, and that absolutely. Makes me sad. Um, also, the old Shining Force games. Ooh. I had a great time with those when I was little. When we all we had was a computer, and I played them on the PC, and those were fun. There's so many games lost to time that yeah. are slowly creeping their way back into people's mind space. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, just keep them coming, make them good. Yep. don't rush it. Just we waited the years. You don't have to rush anything for a quick buck. We've all we've all been waiting, so just take your time. So when it comes out, we're all happy with what we got. Yeah, exactly. Don't let it be a Tales remaster that oh. could be, have been way better, <laughs> way better. Do you don't do, port bad ports? Do you have faith in the um? It's it's different than a port and a remaster. It's like a full blown remake, but the Persona remakes coming of uh, what was it three? Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not in the camp of like oh it's not the complete version that Fair. they put for FES because like the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, um, those didn't have like the Game Boy Advance um, extra dungeons that they included in those. That's fine. I want your remastering the original game. So mm-hmm. if it didn't, ha- it doesn't have to. If it's not the definitive version, I'm okay with that because it didn't have that stuff originally. That was stuff that got added on later on. Yeah. And so if that's how you're remastering or remaking your game, sure, by all means, I know you're going to include new quality of life stuff in general because it's been so long. If it doesn't have that extra bits, all right. And at nowadays, if y'all want to do some DLC more than likely, hey, that's fine. And it's also Atlas, so there's a high chance we'll get a Persona 3 Reload FES. So... <laughs> Very true, <laughs> and probably thrown in like a different genre, like a like an overcooked clone with Persona characters in it. <laughs> they haven't done that yet, right? It's probably uh, no, no, they haven't. I've been waiting for P five A forever. I'm like, where's the where's the fighting game for Persona mm. five? Instead, we get this tactics game. We got the rhythm games. Yeah. We got these chibi RPGs. All right, I love it. I love all this Persona stuff, but also, God, God. Oh. Uh, me being naive and uh not fully into the persona games fully isn't strikers a fighting game strikers is a muso oh okay i thought that was a fighting game (laughs) yep strikers is it's it's a whole persona 5 sequel though like oh wow and it's like i need to go back and play it but once you play it it's it takes place after base five. So it's continuing on the story just in a completely wow, different way. That's cool. I like that. They do that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the bit of flash news that I wanted to put in uh, just because I know Darren is a huge fan of this franchise. It's final fantasy 10's 22nd anniversary today. As of recording 22 years ago, we got one of the Man. greatest final fantasy games. It's so, one of those questions. Where were you Darren <laughs> when you played final fantasy 10? To be fair, I have never completely played through ten. That is okay. one. That is one of my blemishes on my Final Fantasy record, and I've gone through a lot of them over the years. Because yeah. my first one personally was twelve. That was oh, where wow. I started. Okay. But 
for Final Fantasy X specifically, I, I don't know why I never played the whole game, but I played the ever-living hell out of a demo disc I had on PS2. Um, on, that was the demo of, uh, like, the first mission um, where mm-hmm. you first run across Sin and yeah. you're with Orin and all that. And then on Besaid Island, when you first run into Kamari and you have to do that fight, I played the hell of that demo did i it, have the music demo, burned into my brain did that include that really hype as hell intro video yes it did oh my god what yes the greatest. it did <laughs> and so it's like i played damn near 100 percent 10 too i've done that but never <laughs> completed 10 hell yeah so uh, yeah I can't say I don't own it because it, I literally own it on anything it could be on PS2, 3, 4. I, I got into all that, just never sat down to do it. And so 22 years, and it's wild. We're getting old, dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy X holds a very special place in my heart because I played the crap out of it. I don't think I've ever beaten it fully, but the hundreds upon hundreds of hours lost to Blitzball alone <laughs> is, is nothing to laugh about. Uh, those characters are incredible. That soundtrack is awesome. Um, I My favorite part about 10 is people like to, if you're not super into turn-based games, which this is a turn-based game, mm-hmm. but giving us the ability to swap party members on the fly so everyone can get involved it's something I, wanna... I wish is more has there been a thing. Any other, has there been any other Final Fantasy that's done that? I don't Be- know. <laughs> I don't believe so because it's one of the best mechanics. It really is. And seeing like, the lineup of like when the enemies attack, when when uh you like Yuna's next attack is and whatever, mm-hmm. it's like the strategy into that is crazy cool. It allows you to plan and strategize how you want to. Yeah. And also, just in general, we know if when we have big parties in these RPG games, some of them are going to get left behind. So 1, the fact that Pin allowed you to, all right, I need to swap onto you to, to get rid of this, or I yep. need to use this buff. With like, there's so many ways that you can play that game, and it's great. I need to play it. I need to play it. I need to play yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy 2 is one of the best ones. And uh, yeah, I believe if you have been a longtime PlayStation Plus subscriber, if you, and if you claim the games every month, I think you have 10 and 10 2 as part of the um, library, possibly. Possibly. I want to say it's been on extra for sure. Fair. Now. Yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, please go play uh, uh, one of the best ones from PS2. Uh, what, 22 years. That's crazy. Um, Next bit of flash news: Sam Porter from Death Stranding is coming to Fall Guys. Hell yeah! Have you seen it, Darren? Uh, how he I looks have. in the bean form? I, I love have. the um, I Fall Guys is called. so good. I know. So uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fall Guys is such a good game. I love the collabs that Fall Guys manages to get. And yeah. So even even years afterwards, it's like here's Death Stranding. You know, Kojima probably <laughs> just found out about Fall Guys and said, "This is really cool. We should put the suit in here." <laughs> I love the idea of Kojima stumbling into. Um, a fall guys <laughs> and it's falling so, in love with it. It's so random. It's years after both releases now. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Unless Kojima's on those plays where he's like, all right, DS2 news is coming soon. Mm, Sam Porter bridges. Hell so. yeah. 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 Uh, by the way, Yuna in chat saying yes, 10 and 10, two is on PlayStation extra and it is on sale now currently. Thanks, Yuna. Um, with Sam Porter bridges coming to fall guys. 
Do you have any dream collab you want to see in Fall Guys that hasn't been it? Like we've gotten Aloy. Uh, Aloy. I believe we've Kratos. Gotten, we have gotten Kratos. Yeah. We've gotten um two B yep. a while back mm-hmm. from near. Like there's been Godzilla, um, there's been Disney. Uh God. I think see, Master I Chief God, I need that, in there. I need Godzilla to hurry up and just talk to Capcom. I need a Monster Hunter crossover with Godzilla Ace actually two years why, ago. Why hasn't that happened, Darren? The, the money's right there. Are you kidding me? Go I never talk even to had Toho, that Capcom? until you just brought that up. <laughs> Go to Toho. Go do it. They like to collab with people. Do it. You have a game ready for that. Make That's it a king to door. I don't care. Make, I don't want to kill Godzilla. Make it one of the random ones. Make it some cool king to door armor and the Godzilla weapon. I don't care. Like, there's ideas. Just, just do it. But you know. my God, that is genius. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, Astrobot was also in Fall Guys. Um, and Kana as well. It's there Sack was a Kana one. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, I man. I was making sure Master Chief was in there. Yeah, Master Chief's in there. So yeah, any any like from anywhere that you want to see in between Fall Guys and um, Fortnite, like those collaborations just kind of can just be whatever they want it to be. Fair. Uh, the the oddball one. Oh yeah, there's the Jin Sakai one too. I forgot about that one. There um, is. Yeah. There is. I think that was one of the last times I had played it because I wanted that one. I know they had done. Um, they have Sonic collabs, Sonic Tails, Knuckles, yep. I think Eggman. Yep. They even have uh, Xavier Woods and Undertaker. It's crazy. Uh, shout out to, I want a Sloth from the Goonies Fall Guys costume real bad. <laughs> That's my favorite movie ever, so playing a Sloth in that is... I'm that trying to fun. think how the little bean man would look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, he had the little hair on top, yeah. for sure. They would have to clear the <laughs> Superman t-shirt, though. I don't know if that would clear, but it'd be fun. Fall Guys is real that. good. If you haven't played Fall game. Guys, play Fall Guys. It's fun. Uh, next bit of uh, Flash news. Um, this comes from Liam Croft over at Push Square. Liam writes, the PS5 Access Controller costs $90 and is out on December 6th. Sony has today announced its PS5 Access Controller will release on December 6th, 2023 at a price of $90 American, 80 pounds, and 90 euros. I think I got those all right. Pre-orders will be taken from Friday, July 21st, 2023 on the official... Oh boy. PlayStation Direct website. <laughs> and oh, and participating retailers. Good. Check out the new trailer above to see what the PS5 Access Controller has to offer for disabled gamers. In a PlayStation blog post, Sony explains how it's been planning for such a controller over the past five years and has been working with organizations like Able Gamers, Stack Up, and Special Shout Effect out. to make it a reality. Quote Stack Up. We truly believe gaming should be accessible to everyone, and the Access Controller is our latest step toward living up to that promise end quote and just a couple really quick things i took from it um it's less than a pound in weight it's got four expansion ports to connect additional buttons specialty trigger switches and 19 button cap types and 23 button caps to mark what each button is i am so happy that this is finally finally a thing for playstation Agreed. how Uh, long ago would um did xbox come out with the adaptive controller in a bit yeah like i remember seeing that was previous generation yeah yeah, uh it was xbox one era christmas commercials of that controller i remember seeing like on tv um i'm just happy like playstation finally 
is coming out with it because I thought it Absolutely. was a really bad look for them not to have their own. Mm-hmm. Um, Granted, it looks very interesting, but yes, it is not. That is not something that is targeted towards me. Agreed. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how it looks to to people who don't need it. It's the fact that it exists for those who do. Yes. And that there are so many different options and configurations that you can mess around with it to make it comfortable. So at the end of the day, we're trying to play video games. And yeah. if this makes it easier for people to play it, hell yeah. Yeah. The adaptive controller came out on September 4th, 2018. So it's been a while. (laughs) All right. But yeah, and what makes me happy about it is they have like some really special groups that they collaborated with to make sure that this controller is all it needs to be for for the disabled community. Um, You shout out Stack Up. I'm not familiar with Stack Up. So Stack Up, um, they are a um, veterans, um, veterans organization that pretty much helping veterans through the power of video games. So um, they send out care packages to deploy troops. So just like here's Xboxes, here's some games, just just to take their minds off of everything that's going on, everything yeah. that they're going through. Um, they collaborate with a bunch of different companies between PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, if they can, um, just to be able to go go to different events. They, they show up at stuff like PAX, Game Awards. They were at SGF. Um, just to give these people opportunities to say, hey, you're appreciated and video games are here to is is for everybody. And sometimes that is that is the comfort that people need to to get past what they're going through. Um, they have hotlines that if you need to talk about it, uh, just to talk if you need somebody to talk you down from the edge because of what you're going through. But mm-hmm. stack up. Definitely check them out. Shout out to the red shirts, Steve McCuga, you amazing go to. Appreciate you guys for everything you do. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, uh, Access Controller, December 9th. Uh, I'm sorry, December sixth. Um, so yeah, if you know somebody that might need this or want this, uh, let them know that it's happening. And it's not only going to be on PS Direct. Thank God. Boy, oh, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, next bit of Flash news is kind of exciting. From Adam Bankhurst over at IGN, friend of the show, Patabon devs announced a spiritual yes. successor called Ratatan. As reported by VGC, Ratatan was announced at Bit Summit, and Patapon creator Hiroyuki Kotani and original Patapon musician Keme Adachi are both on board. The game is being developed by Ratata Arts, Tokyo Virtual Theory, and PH Studio, and a Kickstarter campaign for Ratatan is set to go live on July 31st at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. We still don't know much about Ratatan, but the developers did tease it would include roguelike elements and multiplayer for up to four players. Quote, the three main game concepts are over 100 cute characters fighting it out on screen, four players, simultaneous battles, and more adventure and roguelike elements than Patapon had, producer Kazuto Sakajiri said. While it's exciting to be getting a game that honors Patapon, Kotani isn't ready to close the door on a new Patapon or arriving in the future. Quote, there's a possibility of maybe doing a Patapon sequel in the future, but for this, we really wanted to make our own game in our own style with, with specific types of gameplay that reflect what we want. After that, if there's a chance to speak to Sony about doing a Patapon sequel, then we'll go from there, end quote. Darren, how hyped are you for 
these little creatures, uh, you know, moving to the beat, coming back. Very. Yeah. Very. Um, Patapon was not a series that I had played originally back on PSP. Like, when they were getting their uh, their ports to PS4, and I finally actually saw what it was, and Greg Miller just beating the drum on it. Yeah. I, ah, for me, I see what you did there. Be- beating the drum? Ah, I see it. You see. <laughs> um... But I was I was surprised in myself that I had always knew about Patapon. I knew about that that it existed, but I had no idea what kind of game it was. So when I yeah. finally realized, I'm like, oh, this is a rhythm game where I send out my little homies to war. <laughs> oh my god, let's go! So seeing this trailer and I'm like, it's just Patapon. They just go rat that done. Like that's yep. all it is. <laughs> so a hey, sign me up. I'm here for it. Seeing Kickstarter always throws me off nowadays but it also depends on who's who's making it so yeah. we've we've had our burns and stinkers in the past but we've also had our blood stains so yeah, i'm like fair. you got to take the good with the bad and i'm very much hoping this is part of the good for sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'm super excited um we here at the turf room I want to say like last year or so brought up the notion of we want to make sure PlayStation still keeps that weirdness to it. Absolutely. And like when they when they shut down Sony Japan Studio, uh, Joe specifically and I as well, were a little upset that they were going to miss like that weird PlayStation stuff that they're known for. So while this isn't just like a straight up PlayStation exclusive game, um, just them talking about a Patapon sequel in the future, possibly, mm-hmm. or this style of game coming back is exactly what I want to keep happening. I don't mm-hmm. want to, even though I love me, the over the shoulder, third person action adventure, open world stuff, the, the gritty serious going to make me cry games. This kind this kind of stuff is also my jam. And I want to make yeah. sure that it stays around for a very long time. Yeah. What, um, what me and the boys have been really just, hammering home as of late with certain games like street fighter six has been like a big highlight for us along uh, like we're fighting game players and everything like that justin specifically damn you but <laughs> um our big thing has been seeing that these games have been fun and i think that's been the big turnaround for a lot so like street fighter six compared to street fighter five five was boring it like Fighting game players played it because that's what they had, and but we all know it had problems. Street Fighter VI has been a phenomenon. Why? Because it's accessible, it's stylish, and overall it's fun. It's got weird stuff. Like, the the World Tour mode is wacky. You have extreme battles and just you fight and giant just beach balls come and can mess with you. Mm-hmm. There's so many different weird, weird gimmicks to a game like this where it's like, this is what we've been needing. Just make it fun for, yeah. doesn't matter if you want to get into that serious aspect or just want to do the weird, wacky bullshit. Give, give us options. So seeing weird, wacky bullshit like this. Yeah. Big thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, what is the, the bear in Tekken? Is it Kuma? Uh, that is Kuma, Kuma and Panda. Yeah. Yeah. Shout yeah, out yeah, to yeah. just fighting a bear in Tekken. Yeah. That. <laughs> Tekken's weird, yeah. man. <laughs> Tekken's weird. Oh, it's Tekken's super serious, so but also it's goofy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> what is the the guile knockoff machine guy's name again? Is it Jack? Uh, yes, yes, it, Jack, Jack and, right? who upgrades every single game. So we will have Jack Eight with this one. Yes, <laughs> oh he has God, a railgun this time around. It's amazing. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, next bit of flash news. Uh, 
which I, I pulled this article because I'm shocked it came from this uh, publication, but from Sports Illustrated, Marco Woods uh, is writing, Assassin's Creed Mirage lets you feel punches with haptic vest compatibility. Haptic feedback on a controller is always nice to have for intense moments in video games, but the range of such effects is obviously limited to the player's hands. But what if you could feel the punches, stabs, collisions and jumps all over your body well it's going to be possible in the upcoming assassin's creed mirage thanks to a collaboration between ubisoft and owo a company producing specialized haptic vests that translate what's happening in a game into physical feedback at the appropriate spots that means if you let main character Bassam get punched in the gut you're going to feel a bit of that impact on your own body Owo says that the vest can produce over 30 sensations from feeling the wind to getting shot by a gun. All of that, of course, in moderation. Users can tune the severity of these sensations to their liking, so you don't have to worry about getting hurt. Owo's vests use, use electric pulses to convey various sensations, which is a bit different from the vibration you'll experience from regular gamepads. Owo will sell a new edition of its haptic gaming vest, which is visually inspired by Bassam's outfit. This can be purchased on the company's website initially, but there'll also be bundles available at retailers that include the game. No price or release date yet. Darren, this shit is crazy, right? First off, <laughs> I'm disrespecting that company and it's uwu to me from now on. Fair. Fair. First and foremost, I'm going to disrespect this company's name. It's uwu, and I will not call it anything but. <laughs> Secondly, what? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I love that the two examples of like 30 sensations, you feel the wind or getting shot by a gun. Like I'm assuming they took the same technology that they use for like the, like the period cramp simulators that they Fair. put on people. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they had to use some kind of technology for you to be able to feel that. First of all, who came up with this? <laughs> Secondly, for Assassin's Creed specifically, is an interesting take because a is like okay getting stabbed shot at all right does this also include when we jump off yep are we going to feel the impact of that like In the hay bale still... or whatever yeah yeah are we going to feel the wind on our chest as we dive gracefully and then we fall in a hay bale and then it's like that actually kind of hurt that wasn't <sighs> as soft as a landing as i was expecting do we take fall damage and is that going to hurt my chest i don't like I have questions. <laughs> what if I'm poisoned and every second I get a little twinge of something? No, just a little tick. Just <laughs> yeah. Just, I need an antidote. Like, there's so many. I have questions. Yeah. But the biggest question is who, who, who thought this was a good idea? Who said, you know what? Assassin's Creed Mirage. We're going back to basic. We're going back to our roots. But also... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the PSVR 2 um, marketing or whatnot, because they were like, yeah, we're putting haptic feedbacks in the headset. So, when you know, you get hit in the game or whatever. And we made a joke of like, I don't want to feel a headshot. I don't, no, thank you. That sounds Absolutely. way too intense. The rumble in the, the headset is not that intense. Thank God. Um, so I can imagine it. You're basically just buying something that's going to buzz you every action in the game. But, like, if it's, like, super intense, like, if you are getting stabbed, for me, being an anxious human who used to look up every single twinge of pain on the WebMD and find out I'm dying of cancer, <laughs> this is the worst possible thing I could think of. <laughs> every twinge, I'm, I'm going to think, like, 
oh, I'm having a heart attack playing this game. <laughs> I... No, thank you. I'm so curious how much this is about to cost. Yeah, I think there were other ones on there. I should have grabbed what their prices are. Because um, I think they make them also for other things. Like, this isn't their first thing. Uh, 500 euros for the Founder Edition. Limited to 2,000 units worldwide. So, Interesting. there you go. If you want to feel like euros, huh? what it was like getting stabbed in the Middle East in Assassin's Creed, by all means, this is for you. To each their own. And also, <laughs> I'll just say, wow, Ubisoft, what a way to step up your collector's editions. Because I'm pretty sure there is a collector's edition with the Basim statue out there already that they've yeah. announced. So yeah. the fact that they're like, but wait, there's more. Do you want to be Basim? Not in the way you're thinking. <laughs> if you call now in the next 15 minutes, feel what it's like to run in the streets being chased by soldiers and guards. Good on them. <laughs> I wish you well, Uwu, but my goodness. Uh, next little bit of flash news comes from GameSpot. Darren Bontuis. PlayStation Pasta is out in the UK. Sony has announced that it'll be collaborating with British online supermarket Okado, via, this comes from via Eurogamer, to release a special edition pasta that'll be available on a PlayStation near you. A box of Italy's finest contribution to the culinary arts will contain the shapes of PlayStation's iconic controller buttons, all of which can be cooked up into various meals. Now, I put, it, I put a picture of it, Darren, so you can see it. Um, I kind of dig the packaging. I kind of want one from my shelf. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like this this looks like you would buy two. One to cook, the other just yeah. to be like, yeah, I got PlayStation yep. pasta. What's out? It's like you the... don't it's crazy. <laughs> it's like the um the the Mario cereal that had like an amiibo on it. What was that a few years oh, ago? Everyone crazy that. over yeah. it. Now there's uh Mario hot sauce. I did get that. There's Mario hot sauce? Yeah, they had a collab with this hot sauce company for like the special edition three bottle hot sauce. Oh, Okay. I haven't cracked that open yet. Let's um, see if it's real. <laughs> my question, Darren, is uh, let's help Jim and PlayStation. What food items can we place in PlayStationize here in the U.S.? Where the PlayStation pancakes at? Oh, okay. So you're thinking like molds and or waffles? Okay. So molds, you pour the batter in to cook them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that. Is there like a like PlayStation waffle maker with yeah. the symbols? Yeah. Press cool. that on there. Um, if they make Darth Vader ones, they, there's got to be a PlayStation one. PlayStation O's. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like yeah, cereal with like trophy marshmallows, like the sacred symbols with the trophies. Trophy and... marshmallows. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah. see it. Fruit snacks obviously are, are an easy one. I'm they... surprised they haven't like gotten into it honestly before. Like it's yeah. it, as far as marketing goes. Like granted, it's triangle, circle, square, cross. However you want to say, yeah. you won't get me PlayStation fans. <laughs> you won't get me. But I still say X. It's fine. Like, oops, all crosses. Like, I don't know. Like a cereal would do. Oops, all crosses. <laughs> like, there are going to be some religious people upset at you, Darren, for that idea. <laughs> oops, all crosses. 
Oh, boy. I regret nothing. <laughs> I, I think another really close one that we've gotten, like, video game stuff out here, besides, like, you know, the Halo, Mountain Dew, Game Fuel branded yeah. stuff, um, there was the Fallout Nuka-Cola uh, that was an actual thing. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, this would be disgusting, and Joe would be all for it, just from the name of it. But, like, Bloodborne Blood Vials being a soda... Bro, I'm having a whole ass case. <laughs> right? Like, don't, don't play with. I, yes, a thousand percent. I'm I, buying like, five packs of that. Listen, <laughs> PlayStation. I'm unemployed right now. Hire me. We got, we got this in the bag. Right, man. But, but, but as soon as you said Bloodborne, we already know that wouldn't happen because no, they don't really care about no, us. They don't. They do <laughs> not. Something, dog. <laughs> I like Anything. how when we mentioned the next PlayStation PC game, we both just knew not to mention Bloodborne because that's just a waste of breath. And it crossed my mind. Added tears. If it didn't happen yet, I don't think it's happening. I know, I know. it's it's a bummer. <laughs> uh, that's it for Flash news. So let's get into what we've been playing. Um, I'll talk about one real quick, and then we'll kick you over to you, Darren. Um, I tried uh, one of the PS Plus games for the month. I heard great things about it. Endling Extinction is Forever, the I'm the Fox game. Playing that too, yeah. Um, I played maybe thirty minutes, and oh boy, oh boy, I'm way too attached to these Fox Cubs already. And yep. um, uh, my good friend Mike Toundro, co-founder of Six One Indie, he reviewed it for us over there, and he loved it. But even he was like. Make sure you're in a good headspace because it's sad. And very quickly, like this, it happens within 20 minutes, but a trapper steals one of your cubs and takes the cub away. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on. (laughs) Shout out to my boy, Juwan. Like he was telling me about it, I guess. The one that you customize and make. Yeah. Yeah. Especially be like, this is my cub. Get out of here. Like it's messed up. It's real Um, messed up. But it sounds very interesting. I know he was like, I got to like day 18 or something like that. And one of them, I came back and saw just a pile of bones. It's like, not today, autosave. Not my cub. Not my babies. You ain't getting my babies. (laughs) Oh, no. So, yeah, this game can get pretty intense. Um, It's gorgeous, though. So, and if you're a PS Plus member, you know, add it to your library, even if you don't want to play it now. Um, Tara, what have you been playing? Um,. Me personally, I have been on Final Fantasy 16. Um, just beat that. I beat it last week. Oh, sweet. And okay. Yeah, currently going through um, my second playthrough on Final Fantasy mode just to knock my platinum out. Yep. Boy, oh boy, when you hit that second playthrough and you start skipping cutscenes, <laughs> you realize, dear Lord, there are a lot of cutscenes. It's like going through a Souls game the second time around. Mm-hmm. When you're no longer scared, you kind of know what you're doing, and you just speed past everything that you don't need to do. Yeah. That's how this feels. And I'm like, dear God, I skipped past seven cutscenes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but um, love that game. Love yeah. it with all my heart. Boohoo cried when I finished it. Highly recommend it to everybody out there. Please do the side quest. Please do the yeah. side quest. Please do them. Before... Before time skip, all right, I get it. I kind of, I, I understand. Later half, all that stuff matters. The game, the game world is different by doing those side quests. It matters so, so much. It attaches you to these side characters. It attaches you to the world. It help, it helps you explain what the world consists of and the just the little 
this nuances of it. Final Fantasy 16 is fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love yeah. it. I'm um, I'm yeah. slow playing it, not because I'm not loving it. It's just like when I'm it when I'm playing it, that's all I want to think about. I want to give yep. myself a break because I want to savor every moment of it. Cause it is it is um heavy like in content wise. Absolutely. Um, so I got to make sure my head's in the game for it. Uh, one of my favorite things is the active time lore thing where you'd be like, oh, who is this person? Let me pop it up and remind myself. I don't understand any of these reviews going around that was complaining about it, bro. It it, it blows my mind. Are you I, kidding I, me? I, need, I want every game to have this. Just, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, you listed funny word one, two, and three. I'm going where? Yep. Talking to who? <laughs> oh, I could just hold, I could just hold the touchpad yeah. and... Here's all the explanations, and it updates over time, giving you more backstory mm-hmm. to these characters as they develop. Come on, it's, it's I, an amazing system. I feel like reviewers, I think, couldn't fully appreciate that because they were playing it nonstop for review. I think for us, like, you know, slow playing it and taking time yeah. between play sessions, like, my memory isn't that great. I'm going to need reminders of who this person is and what, uh, you know, kingdom is fighting with who and, and who's who's dominant is that and, and you know so like i love it empire sambrick at war yeah. with the land of Winnu. and it's final fantasy names like you said like i all right i need i need right. some reminders here and there um yeah i'm with you the story is incredible please do the side quests um are they all winners no but in all rpgs not all side quests are winners anyway mm-hmm. it happens you um, you know what and especially yeah. i think the big thing for uh 16 being made by Creative Business Unit 3. If you are a Final Fantasy 14 player, you're just going through a 14 beat. Like <laughs> 16 is just a 14 expansion. Like this quest set up like to a T. Mm-hmm. Here's some random nonsense that you have to do. Go talk to this person. Go kill this. Deliver this. Oh, now here's your dungeon. Here's your long stretch of, of gameplay where it's just like enemy, enemy, mini boss, enemy, enemies, mini boss. Now here's the big boss at the end. And what do you do after that? A big dominant fight, which is just a trial in Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV. I'm like, oh my god. You do big bombastic thing, then what do you do? Some more bullshit because you got to get that cool down period of mm-hmm. you're up here. Let, let's bring you back mm-hmm. down so we can raise that tempo back up as you yeah, go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the game's awesome. Um, I can't wait to finish it. Uh, I hope we can get um, Ben Starr back on for a spoiler cast because that would be awesome. Uh, Ben's killing it as Clive. I, think I he, love him. I, I think he's him. one of him. my favorite him. Final Fantasy protagonists, and I'm not. I'm only eighteen, nineteen hours into it, and like he's Clive is definitely a top protag for me. Like, yeah. Granted, seeing like he's so chill and stoic but you he conveys emotion so well mm-hmm. and whether it be friendship grief anger like his slow nuances of just showing love to those around him clive is great clive is a good ass character shout out to the yeah. best boy torgal gab yeah. is my dude no, yeah. i love you gab you're my <laughs> you're my guy you look boring but you are my dude <laughs> i hate how generic you look <laughs> yeah i feel that for sure i i think uh my favorite thing about clive too is they sh- i feel like a lot of other protagonists in final fantasy games we figure out the reason that the way that they are way later in the game 
Mm-hmm. And I feel with Clive, we see every moment of why he is this stoic person. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to get even crazier. Um, and I, I see uh, uh, Mackenzie in chat saying he paused the end of the final battle to watch us. So I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you. And that's after that, incredible. man. <laughs> Strap in, I guess. Um, I will say, though, I was kind of right on the icon fights. They're not my favorite thing in the world. Without spoiling, well, how many have you done? Uh, two, three. Keep. Oh yeah, one. I know, I know. But yeah. at this point, I feel which I get what you mean, though. I for sure get what you mean. Where yeah. you feel, I think the icon fight it definitely is like like normal gameplay. It ramps up the further you get because yeah. while you're in it, just like Clive, he's learning things yeah. in the midst of those, and that. That changes the dynamic of the game, just yeah. like how when you first start the game and you only have Phoenix and it's very mm-hmm. the combat's very like straightforward, kind of mundane. Same thing for the icon fights, I feel like. And as you go through, you're like, OK, there it is. There we go. Uh, without spoiling things, I don't want to spoil anything. The accept the truth moment. Holy crap, Darren. <laughs> I got out of my seat like, yes, let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> and every, uh, just shout out to, um, again, I've only been to two, I think. Yeah. Uh, the mother crystal sections. Oh, okay, okay. Are yeah, yeah, yeah. drop dead gorgeous. They, this, this is one of the most beautiful games. I think this it really shows sure. this game shows like ex- the icon fights, like exemplar exemplifies like all the work that they put in this game for all the lulls and fetch questy little side quests you have to do mm-hmm. you have to remember at the end of this bullshit is this bombastic icon fight with these crazy set pieces these crazy moments and it's it you feel it and i i don't think i've ever heard my ps5 get as loud as it has <laughs> playing through fifth through uh 16 like yeah. i have be having my headphones on because i'm absorbing all that and mm-hmm. there's been times i've had to like <laughs> damn i've never heard you like that okay <laughs> that's hilarious it's good time yeah. good time yeah please go play that game um absolutely uh the last game i'll play uh, i want to talk about is something i played on a whim because i was like oh this is a sequel coming out soon i've heard mixed things about it um but let me just try it out. And I'm sucked in. And I've played like seven hours of it within the last two, three days. Uh, it's a game called Blasphemous. Are you familiar with Blasphemous, Darren? I am. Um, me and Cameron actually had a chance to um, interview the creative director oh, and producer for um, Blasphemous 2. Out now. Rest of rupees. Look at that. Yeah, up. sweet. Um, Check it out. A, but we had an interview for um, Blasphemous 2. And like they, definitely speaking with them, I've only dabbled with the first Blasphemous yep. a little bit. Um, but one of the big things they were talking about was that the feedback that they received was about like gameplay wise, like how it doesn't feel as smooth, like it's kind of mm-hmm. stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with the the three expansions they had done, they had they had incrementally like improved on the quality of life stuff. But with Blasphemous Two, they're starting from scratch, like they c- completely reset like new project in in their engine. Hell yeah! And so building things from the ground up. The, the movement feels snappy. The attacks Sweet. feel good. You can swap between three different weapons with a button press. They're going more Metroidvania. Yes. Like they're, they're doing a lot for this new one. So if you're enjoying the first one, second one, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited uh, to hear that. I'm going to check out that interview too because 
my gripes with it are what you just said. Like it is very stiff. The platforming mm-hmm. is very unforgiving. Um, the backtracking through areas is a lot and I'm doing mm-hmm. it constantly. And I feel like the fast travel points aren't as often as I would like them to be or as close yeah. to where I want them to. Um, but that being said, I'm into this world as grotesque and disgusting as it is it's beautiful mm. but when you walk into a room and you see a giant benjamin giant. button baby <laughs> with an old man's face on his stomach talking yep. about like you know get me these things so i can improve your your mp i'm like what is happening yeah <laughs> um they had talked about all that too like because i same thing we had gone to a room and there was this giant lady holding his this this form fucked up looking baby and they were just like Here's the inspiration for this. And it was the scene from this uh, Spanish movie on, on the Spanish uh, TV show. Uh-huh. And so you see just like the same pose and everything, but you see how they distorted it. And so Ooh. they pull from um, Spanish folklore to create this Sweet. world. And so I'm just like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm learning things. That's awesome. But yeah, every, yeah, everything you're complaining about, yeah, they, they have fixed. Because now with it going pretty much straight Metroidvania... It's like the backtracking feels more natural because now right. as you go through the game, you're getting new powers, you're getting new weapons that unlock new uh, new ways to travel, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So That's it's definitely, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, please go check out that interview. The link to all the Rusty Rupee stuff is in the description. Boy, oh boy. Darren, have you been playing anything else? Um, Aside from that, like the, the rotation has at this point been 16... Okami when I stream um, weekly, twitch.tv slash rest rupees. Um, so going back to that, and then now uh, now that Raincoat came in, that's going to be my holdover game until Armor Court comes out next month. So that's Ooh. my next big thing on the way. Sweet. Uh, Okami, first time playing through it? Uh, second time. I played second. it way back then, uh, way back when on PS1 or on PS2 and loved it. That's xx shadow okami is my name for a reason yeah. i love it like that's <laughs> one of my favorite games but i have not played it completely through since then and ah. so whenever like i choose a game to play on stream and everything like that that's kind of like i'm gonna now sit down and commit and so whether if it's only this one time a week i'm playing it this is my time to really get back into the world and absorb everything and so just re-experiencing it is always a pleasure because I yeah. love the art style for it. I love the controls. It's very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, hate the controls naturally. <laughs> you have to invert the con- the camera controls, especially when I'm swapping between something as smooth and fluid as Final Fantasy 16 to go to janky cameras. So mm-hmm. I was like, this something has to change. And thankfully, you could just invert the controls and it feels way better. Um, That's sweet. But those have been my mains. And then... Yeah here and there picking up my steam deck and switch to because i'm still going through pixel remaster stuff too yep so before 16 came out i had just beaten three and i beat final fantasy 4 as well so now i'm going through one and five just kind of on the side okay and six is for a special day when i'm just like okay this goes on yep. the big screen mm-hmm. got my candles on got got a glass of wine next to me i'm like ready to ready just <laughs> that that is Don't like one of my biggest gaps as an RPG fan is six. I've never played it, <clears throat> so yeah. I'm I'm very excited to go through it. I I, I platinumed one uh, maybe a month and a half ago. Nice. Um, it's fine. I don't think it's yeah. my favorite or anyone's favorite, but I I love that they're a thing. 
I love that exactly, we have them. Exactly. It started this beautiful franchise that's 35 years strong that I am spending ungodly amount of money on yep. year after year for. Absolutely. Take my money, Square. You deserve yeah, it. I hate, I hate it, but take it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really upset I didn't have the money for that um, statue, the collector's edition statue. I, I feel like... I like I had I had a pre-ordered stuff happen and then the yeah. square the Square Enix sites switched up. I didn't yep. get it, so I was I'm slightly sad about it. I'm getting that sound that special edition soundtrack, so that's my like my way of kind of mm-hmm. making up for it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, no. What I did get recently because since I didn't get the 16 collectors, what I did was um I got the controller and the and the control and the console plates for 16 so i went ahead and imported that i was like this is irresponsible of me but after beating the game and crying like i haven't done in so long i'm like this deserves extra money somewhere in some (laughs) fashion i'm going to do something about it yeah yeah yeah. sweet yes yes all right darren uh i didn't prep you for this but uh, are you holding on to something i can prepare the drop here's where we draw we highlight what's coming to playstation systems i can't do the whole joe thing i forgot her show spiel uh on playstation 4 and 5 so on july 18th man that was real weak i'm sorry joe uh july 18th (laughs) gravity crash portable ps5 ps4 twisted metal ps5 ps4 twisted metal 2 ps5 ps4 and viewfinder on ps5 Uh, love that Twisted Metal 1 and 2 have platinum trophies. I can't wait. Oh, thank God. I can't wait. All these games that don't, it's still confusing to me. Just put them on. Just add that extra trophy. That's it. That's it. Uh, July 19th, Agriculture on PS5, PS4. July 20th, Cross Tales, PS5, PS4. Oaken, PS5, PS4. Kill Squad, PS5, PS4. Might and Magic, Clash of Heroes Definitive Edition on PS4. July, oh boy, they put two July 20th. Uh, I'm guessing this is July 21st. Uh, Nobu Naga's Ambition on PS4. Is a new one? I guess so. Is that like a series of games? It, yeah, so okay. uh, Nobunaga's Ambition is kind of like um, think Dynasty Warriors, but it's, it is more just strictly tactics-based, so still taking place in like the Three Kingdoms. Well, Nobunaga's Ambition is, you know, Japan and all that, so it's um, the Sengoku era style of thing, so okay. it's just like, here's a strategy game with those factions, and Sweet. there's far more than I think there should be, but hey, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and on the 21st, Remnant 2 comes to PS5, and Stephanie on PS5 and PS4. Uh, 18th is pretty heavy hitter. Twist Metal 1 2, Viewfinder, which is a pretty great puzzle game. Excited to go back and play Twisted Metal. It's been... Yeah. A long, long time. Way long. <laughs> that was but like my. We are getting ready for the show. Yeah, so. like my friend is coming over for a sleepover. We would just play Twisted Metal all night. It's been that long since I played those two. Hey, Amen. I can't. We haven't gotten one in a long time either. I so know. shoot. Let's, the one let's on PS3 wasn't that great. It wasn't my jam. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh God, that was yeah. a weird era. That was a weird it era was. in PS3 though. That was there were some games coming out in that time period. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the Sony Pony Express. Yee-haw! This is where you write in and we answer your questions, whether it's on our Discord or 
twitter.com slash ps trophy room um where we gather your questions for the show first bit of questions first bit of questions first question comes from toxic sony pony express yeehaw question with a little future trophy hunter on the way oh congratulations i love kai kai's short list of recommended games that are kid friendly doesn't have to be age specific all i can think of that i have right now is animal crossing and pokemon games for switch but do you have any playstation stuff to recommend thanks in advance love you guys uh love you too first and foremost astro's playroom comes with ps5 if you have ps5 Absolutely. Um, that's huge uh the girls my nieces here uh love the spongebob games um they're always a good time they actually platinum the newest one on their own oh um, wow yeah it was, i'm very very proud of them that was cool oh wait no i'm sorry not platinum they beat it on their own but they're very close to the platinum so there we go um i'm trying to think of other kid-friendly games do you have any uh ones for um, playstation moving out is uh um, oh, yeah that's, that's a, good a fun one. one um yes i want i want to say overcooked but Overcooked requires just a little bit more mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. and working together that sometimes kids might not might yep. clash a little bit more. But moving out is a little bit more kind of chaotic and just, hey, move the stuff into yep. into the truck. Um, and number two is coming out as well. Yep. Shout out to Team 17. Also got a chance to try that too. Ooh. A bunch of accessibility options um, that kind of just overall makes the game just easier to play if you don't want to have the constant struggle of like there are some heavier items that two people have to pick up and mm. if you want to just put on the put on the slider just like it's easier for one person or sure. if you get anxiety and there's like oh there's too much stuff in the truck and um and you just feel like you're like I can't get anything there throw the stuff in the truck it'll disappear but you it still counts so sweet that's a good that's one that's awesome yeah, um yeah. once your your little human grows up a little bit and has a favorite like IP or something and there's a Lego game about it. Lego games are awesome. They are a good time for Kirby sure. as well. Oh, Kirby. Kirby, that's great. Yeah, I'm just thinking PlayStation based. But yeah, Kirby's great. Um, oh, there was another one that just popped in. Oh, it's a little bit of a jokey answer. Again, my girls absolutely loved it. I loved it too. Power Wash Simulator. I like have it sitting there, and I've been meaning. I'm like, it's it's just gonna be one of those oh things God. where I'm just like, you're gonna it's... love doing the Midgar stuff. I was geeking out the entire time. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. the fact that it's a Square Enix game in general. Just yeah. throws me off, but yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, next question comes from Ghettoberry13. Ghettoberry writes in, Good evening, Kyle, and esteemed guest. Semi-big news week this week in the UK. Leading supermarket Tesco has announced plans to stop stocking video games entirely. This has been a long time coming because I work in a Tesco store and haven't had any new games stocked on shelves in months. Eventually, much to my chagrin and probably yours too, there'll be a time where no physical copies are available anywhere. But when do you think this will finally happen? In five years' time? Ten? I enjoy popping off to my local game store to pick up the latest game or to browse their pre-owned section for tasty bargains, but fear this may be a thing of the past way too soon. So how long do you think we got before everything becomes digital only? Thank you, guys. Missed you, Kyle, last week. Missing you, Joe, this week. Take care. Love always. Thank you, Ghetto Berry, for writing in. Um, are you scared, Darren? I'm scared. I I don't think we'll ever go fully digital, personally. I hope not. yeah. Um, there's too many people like us who want to have a disc version of a system, who want to have 
an ungodly amount of games on a shelf to look at and mm-hmm. be like, I'm not going to touch you anytime soon, but you look pretty right there. Um, it's it's kind of like the GameStop example. Like, GameStop is still surviving somehow, but that that's for a reason at the end of the day. Because people still want to go in and buy and buy games, whether it be specifically from a GameStop or Best Buy, Walmart, Target, wherever it might be. People aren't always savvy to getting digital stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've had family members call call me about, hey, I got this code for for your brother and there's no code on it. I'm like, where's the receipt? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, it's not on that card. The the code is on the receipt and not everybody's going to understand that there's too yep. many gift givers there's too many parents grandparents mm-hmm. who know that their kids grandkids like games and don't quite understand the digital aspect of things so it's it's a big ask to say we're going to go fully digital like unless it's a pc game like pc now fully digital you don't see physical pc yeah. games anymore but that's that's a little bit of a different environment mm-hmm. while consoles Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, all the above. People want to go into a store to say, I want that, pick up that, and leave. So, they like this Tesco's example. Granted, that sucks, but also, was it ever like a specific spot for people to go there? Mm. So, it's, it's, it's going to be weird, but I don't think we, it's going to go fully digital. At least, Within the next 10 years, I don't see it happening. I'll put it that way. Okay. I don't see it happening anytime soon. I, I, I hope you're right, Darren, because I am terrified. Uh, I, I love my physical media. I hate going into my local Best Buy and um, seeing like the movie Blu-ray section shrunk to a wall. Yeah. And, and, and not having like four rows to go through and having a lot of options of like some really like indie films that I want to see and, and buy yeah. and own to my... 800 plus blu-ray collection but i can't um Mm -hmm. same thing with games like the the choices like in my local target and best buy and walmart are not great and and my local gamestop closed down like a year and a half ago and i miss it i like say what you will about gamestop i miss it because it was a dedicated game store and like i knew Mm -hmm. i could go in there and probably find what i'm looking for or pre-order something and with like my financial situation, putting a little bit out of a time, so it's not a huge chunk at at once. Yeah, um, which is something you can't really do digital either, which is is, is a bummer. But like, mm-hmm. I like physical media as for like a preservation mm-hmm. thing. Like, I want to always have it on my shelf there. Like the um, uh, the example I like to bring up is like when everyone's freaking out that the office was about to leave Netflix. And everyone's like, oh, how am I going to watch The Office? Like, I don't, I have them on DVD. Yeah, every like, season. I know how you can. <laughs> exactly. You want to rent them? I'll, I'll charge you for it. Like, right. the fact that, and you see it right now with like uh, Max just ripping Cartoon Network shows completely off the, 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 mm-hmm. the service and not having a way to watch them elsewhere. Like, that's terrifying. And, and, yeah. and seeing things like my biggest point of contention with Joe other than House of Bangers being the right side of history um, is the collector's editions now for first party stuff is just a steel book with a code yeah I hate it's, that just put a yeah. if if people are buying a collector's edition of a game put a disc in it and yeah, and have the ability to like <laughs> like 
opt into it. Like I think either that or just like give them the digital version along with the disc. Eat the cost a little bit. Like I I feel most yeah. people I'm not saying all, most people who go digital do so because they don't have space. So collector's edition isn't really something that I feel like should be on there radar mm-hmm. maybe that's way too narrow minded on me but yeah I, know. I, I know we've had this discussion before too and it's it's it was specifically around like horizon was the example horizon god of war like all these playstation ones specifically spider-man 2 and, collectors is only digital with the code now. yeah and it's it's one of those things where business-wise i get it less production costs you're just you're only providing the collector stuff people still get the same game you get your steelbook blah 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 yep um, and there are people who will double dip. Like I'll do it all the time. Yeah. I want to play that game right at nine o'clock. Yeah. I'm buying a digital, but that collector edition is on the way within a couple days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I want that, but I want to play it now. Uh-huh. So, but not everybody is like that. And like, when it comes to like PlayStation, is it a matter of like, Oh, we don't want to have, like, I want to say specifically horizon. It was because they had the, the regala edition mm-hmm. and then they had the regular collectors. So if they had skewed it, it's like now that's four different collector's edition skews, digital, physical, digital, physical. Yeah. And it's like, are they going to do all of that? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And is it a slap to the face for people who want collector's edition? It's like, I want, I'm getting this physical stuff because I want it physical. Mm-hmm. But as the company, they're like, you're still getting the game. You're still playing everything the same. Mm-hmm. No, I with get extra it. stuff. So, yeah. But, you know, it is... It's the same thing with, I think, Jedi Survivor is, like... There's literally, like, nothing on that disc. Mm -hmm. It's just essentially, like, a key to unlock to play the game. Is from, I think, of what I've heard, so... It's a bummer, for sure. But I'm going to lead on the side of optimism and with you. Like, I think 10 years will still have physical media. But beyond that, I don't know. Xbox One at the beginning of Xbox One lifecycle, I think that was a big, a big tell of how reception is. Like, granted, things have changed in the landscape since we got all of that. Where it's like it's only this, and you can't use used games and blah blah blah. Like we've we've gotten very far since then, but there's still so many. Like when we get the reports when a new game releases, and it's like this game ships this many or sold this many. When you see shipped, you know that's not specifically digital. Yeah. So that means people are getting that many copies of a physical game. That's telling, and that means that if they eliminate that, that big number might diminish, mm-hmm. and they don't want that. So. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question comes from Katie. Hey, guys. I hope we are well. So there are many games out there with beautifully crafted universes filled with all this amazing lore. So simple question is... Which one is your favorite and why? Much love as always. Do you have a game that's just dripping with lore that you can't get enough of? (laughs) As you look at the wall. (laughs) Man, so I am, I'm a soul. Bless you, Vadividia, for all your Souls content, (laughs) whether it be Bloodborne, Elden Ring, Dark Souls, whatever. I love all of that. Um, I'm also a crazy person who is a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, so mm. that's that says Kingdom it all. Hearts is at, at, <laughs> yeah, Kingdom Hearts at the end of the day introduced. That's what got me into Final Fantasy. Seeing like I knew about Cloud, Squall, and all of them, but I learned about them through Kingdom Hearts, and that has always stuck with me. And as much as I feel like I've become more of a Final Fantasy fan mm-hmm. compared to Kingdom Hearts, 
Kingdom Hearts is always like that is that's that is my love. And I don't care how convoluted or ridiculous the story is. I understand it because yeah. I've been there yeah. and I've, I've played them and I'm here to stay with that trend regardless. Yeah. Uh, so I love learning about Souls lore from Joe and Mike and other friends of mine. Like, I'll get into it, but I don't soak it in as much as everyone mm-hmm. else. I enjoy it all. But when it comes to, uh, like, Horizon... I'm reading every log. I'm listening to every audio thing. I'm making sure I I get glimpses of what that world looked like before mm-hmm. everything happened. Like that kind of lore is super super cool to me in that world because I want to know how we got here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll soak all that stuff in. Final Fantasy is another one as well. Yeah, I was about to say anything with ancient with an ancient future technology that you just see across the land and i'm like yep. man they failed and you can't use none of this stuff yep. now and we reverting back to this i want to know about that there, Shout there's out final fantasy 14 all of that lore there, all the lore of 14 <laughs> give me it. there's a very specific thing in 16 that i stumbled across in the in the distance i know exactly i what don't think about. they talk about really full in detail they i don't can, they don't i want to know what happened there I, I want to know real they bad. They don't talk about they. They it is a it is a it is a you stop paying attention during a conversation and you miss it. Yep. It's that quick. Yep. <laughs> oh my god! Please give me DLC. Uh, <laughs> Yuna writes in. Hey there, you guys. Hope you both are doing well. So GTA Four has now been a hundred percented. Yuna, you are wild, and I can finally have my sanity back. And now I'm moving back into Trails to Azure. My question this week is how long does it take you to get back into a game after going through the in-between games phase, as I call it? And do you try to ease the game back in by going slowly at first? Hmm. So for me, last year, was it last year? Yeah, Forbidden West was last year, right? Yes. Okay. Man, Uh, I was about to talk about Horizon 2. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing is, I think similar to what you're about to say... I enjoy. I love Forbidden West. I was playing it a ton, and then Elden Ring came, and I switched yep. over to Elden Ring, and that literally took over my life yep, for a absolutely. month and a half. And I am a New Souls fan, Darren. Like very recently, uh, I mean, I platinum black, uh, Bloodborne behind Joe's back as a surprise to him. I hundred percented it. Uh, I mean, I platinum Elden Ring. I've been. Uh, I played Demon Souls for quite a while. I need to go back to it. So, like, I'm in, and so Elder Ring came out, and I just was engrossed in it all. Horizon took a back seat, unfortunately, and it mm-hmm. took me a very long time to come back to it. It was, like, later in the year I finally went back, and that was a huge shock because, like, I was so used to the fast-paced dodging in a Souls mm-hmm. game, and Horizon plays completely different. So it was, like, relearning how to ride a bicycle for a little bit, so... I took my time. I made sure I read up on what the story was before because that game didn't doesn't have active time lore, which would have helped a whole <laughs> man. lot. Man. <laughs> of, oh man, if Horizon had ATL, oh my god, that would be like, so oh, good. who's this character? What happened? Like that would have been great. But mm-hmm. Horizon was the last one where I was there was a huge gap, and I'm like, oh boy, it's gonna yeah. take a little bit. Same. Exact same thing for me, and I feel so I feel so bad for Gorilla. It's it's not fair. Two times in a row, screwed over by a game that literally changed the industry. Like, yep, 
Horizon Zero Dawn came out a week before Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, Not yeah. fair. It back then took me two to three times trying to pick Horizon back up to even just to to go because when it's it sucks because it's always between these big games. And like I said, that change that create peace in the community for a clean two weeks because everybody's enjoying it. Everybody's experiencing different things mm-hmm. and it's a whole discussion. Horizon at the end of the day, it is a story. There's a lot to do. There's plenty there's plenty in that world. And I'm not downplaying Horizon at all. But it's hard to compare them. And yeah. then when you try to go back from playing such a different game that is also big, over encompassing, a lot of lore combat is intricate and you very specific to get into that it takes time yeah and so like same thing i was i had faith for horizon because uh this time around because i was like cool elden ring got a clean month ahead of it that <laughs> yay it's gonna have his time in the sun delayed oh it's bad <laughs> oh horizon's getting done dirty again i still haven't gone back to really play it because mm. Every big game that comes out, I'm all in on that. And then yep. I look at Horizon afterwards, like post sixteen, I was like, Time It's not. It's not. It's not time. <laughs> it's not time. I need dedicated Horizon mm. blackout period. Yeah. So Burning Shores it, is real good, Darren, by the way. The DLC is yes. real good. <sighs> so much. I, I believe know. it. It's too much. But I'm like, man, I gotta get through base game before I get to <laughs> DLC. <laughs> Uh, next question comes from Stingray. Question for the Pony Express. Eha, with Oppenheimer and Barbie releasing on the same day, what would be your ideal future games to release on the same day? Not Horizon and anything else. <laughs> I mean, Horizon have its own time in the sun alone, yeah. mm-hmm. not accompanied by anybody, <laughs> nobody, solely none of that. Nope. Um, I remember. <laughs> uh, this is the example. Of, um, I want to say it was 2017. Uh, the Assassin's Creed Origins, Mario Odyssey, and Wolfenstein all released on the same day. 2017 was a cheat code, though. That was sure. Fair. That was a, that was that was not fair of a year. We're having a repeat of it this year, but 2017 is yeah. dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So what? what um, two that games, was a wide spectrum. Hmm. Yeah, or 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 any games rather to release on the same day. I want this Elden Ring DLC. Come out alongside a new Mario game because <laughs> I want it, it like it has to be that weird just position. It was the same era like Doom and Animal Crossing lived side by side, yeah. and, it was, and it was strangely great. Mm-hmm. So seeing Barbie Oppenheimer, yeah, I'm like yeah. this dark, gritty plus the uh, like, give me that. <laughs> so I have a terrible time, and this week is weird because I have played multiple games. I have a terrible time playing multiple games at the same time mm-hmm. i have to play to completion or play until i'm tired of it before i can start something new so yeah i would buy multiple games on the same day but i'm not playing them all at once because like my my answer would have been like yeah ff7 rebirth and the new m will be the show on the same day but like they will both just consume me and i won't see the sunlight for two months because that's all i'll play um so i'd rather yeah i'd rather it'd be cool to get them all on the same day because um back to the final fantasy 10 anniversary um that's today i got that game and gta 3 on the same day at best buy for like a good report card i think that summer or something like that's a that's an awesome great report card present i know right you got two bangers (laughs) i got two bangers and 
I think those two games are so different from from each other. Absolutely. I'm like, that's kind of the ideal situation. You and, want it to be two different spectrums yeah. for sure. Like yeah. you can't. That's why it's so hard when we just talk Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild, and Horizon. Like those are all massive games that can take you hours upon hours because you're doing whatever you want to. I can't do two of those at the same time. It's just not happening. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Cypher Primus writes, uh, what's up, fellas? I've been playing Final Fantasy 16, loving it, by the way. And I noticed that there are a ton of side quests, probably the most on a single player Final Fantasy game. My question <laughs> is, do you think some games are getting too dense in content? I personally don't mind side quests as long as they're rewarding enough, but it feels like some developers do this to make the game longer. What do you feel would be a good sweet spot in terms of hours for a AAA RPG? So, as we've talked about before, I don't think 16 has that many side quests. There's a lot, and there's a lot of, you know, to and fro, but I feel like 16 hit the sweet spot of side quests, to say. Like, definitely mm-hmm. it, threw off, it, it throws off the, um, the pacing, for sure, of the story. Yeah. Um, a thousand percent, like, I'm not going to take that away, but I feel like it had the, a good amount where the side quest did enough world building and connected you to the world, the characters, all that. At a certain point, like, there's bullshit, whatever, who cares about that? But that's any game. Um, Ubisoft is are the ones I look to where it's like, <laughs> this is too much. Yeah. Like, anything modern-day Ubisoft, stop it. Yep. Stop. Stop it. I can't... I <laughs> think the last Assassin's Creed I played was Odyssey, and I checked out super quick. The first I did that Eagle Vision, and you, I just saw ever. I was like, nah, yeah, nah. Too many icons on the map is scary, which is too another reason why just too big. Like yeah. it's just a just a lot of landmass, and I'm like, that's impressive. But also, holy crap, am I intimidated right now? Yeah by the time sync you want me to do and i i don't think i can and that's honestly horizon like horizon yeah gigantic yeah. and that is yeah. maybe a yeah. little too much um <clears throat> i i my issue with the 16 side quests now that i'm thinking about it is it's the rhythm of when they unlock major story beat then you get two side quests at least mm-hmm. where i'm at in the story you do the two side quests okay uh, and it's that's, like that for a while. Yep, it's, it's like, like maybe and, then they go. Here's all of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do they? Here's all, all right, of cool. them. Here's uh, all of them, and they're all good now. All of them are good. All of them will make you attached. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait for that. Um, yeah. But I do miss the organic coming into a side quest, not like, oh, hey, go talk to this person to start s- something on the side, mm-hmm. like the old school Final Fantasy stuff of figuring out. Like uh, the wall market, right? Where how to get Don Corneo to pick you, and all those mm-hmm. little things that just got to do. You didn't have to do. Discovered. It didn't tell you to do. No. It's just things you did. Exactly. And stuff happened. Yeah, like th- yeah. those little kind of organic coming about it. I think would be a little bit more welcoming. Um, but some of the stuff, yeah, it does feel like. I'm not saying sixteen, but some games are just padding things just to just to have. Yeah. Like like, like the exclusive quest and stuff, like I hate that shit. Like it's fun, Definitely. whatever. But just put in the game. Mm-hmm. For yeah, Honestly, sweet like, spot for a big RPG like this. Like I don't mind. I'll play however long. But 
as long as the game is engaging i think that's the thing as long as you're enjoying your time like persona 5 is a hundred hours like mm-hmm. there's no getting around that like i thought i'm just like oh i think at my 80 hour mark i was feeling oh i'm almost done 25 hours still continued on i was like damn there was a whole game still but i enjoyed mm-hmm. it they, it felt rewarding i enjoyed th- those hours but the moment where you feel like man there's a lot of shit and i don't feel like i'm getting anywhere i think that's where it becomes a problem yeah like agreed. if you if you feel like you're doing too much and it's for no reason then it's like this is just here to be here yep and i don't care for it so agreed um this comes from twitter at lulian uh y'all know sony have a second party division too right xdev is helping out third parties and uh they asked to rank our interests in the second party games but i'm gonna read the list and you tell me darren the one that you're most excited about you know that answer but it's okay. i <laughs> i do know the answer and it's the same for me i'm excited uh, for several though I can't yeah remember. uh so helldivers 2 stellar blade rise of ronin silent hill 2 Firewall Ultra, which just got a release date today of August something. I'll look that up. Nope. Uh, Death Stranding 2 or uh, I think both of ours, Final Fantasy 7 Part 2 Rebirth. So maybe let's take FF7 out of it. Out of the rest, yeah, what's your most? Because come on. Um, I think for me, I believe it's Team Ninja. Uh, Rise of Ronin um, is definitely one. Um, and Stellar Blade. Like just the character action games, I'm all for. Um... Rise of Ronin, get any all these samurai games that are coming out with these big worlds. Yeah, I I love I love that. I'm, I feel like there has not been enough of that over the years. So seeing them kind of just pop up with Sekiro, Ghost mm-hmm. of Tsushima, all that, give me that. Yeah, and Stellar Blade is one of those where I I forget if this one is also a Chinese um, developed studio. I think, it but is. I I don't believe those games exist until one releases. Like Fair. all of them look too good to be true. Stellar uh-huh. Blade, um, Wukong, uh, like all those games that I'm like, I don't believe you until one of these comes out and I have a disc in my hand. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be a digital only because then I'll <laughs> think that they're tricking me with something else. Uh-huh. Like you got to prove these games are good to like exist to be good. Yeah. Um, but Silent Hill, hell yeah, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm about it um looking forward to that and i think overall second party studios are a major pillar of sony in general yeah for sure like we'll have our last of us's our ratchet and clank ghost of tsushima's we'll have our first party stuff but those are every few years like those will get the sprinkle effect Mm -hmm. while the second party games are what people honestly will come back for yeah like you, you'll get your system for Last of Us, for Ghost of Tsushima, for to me Final Fantasy. That is first party. Like, oh yeah, it's 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 second party to for Square, but it's only on PlayStation. So yeah. that's a system seller in itself <laughs> to a lot of people. So yeah, the the second party and then the indies are what keep you playing throughout the year Absolutely. until the big stuff. Um, also, uh, Roman in chat says uh, Celebrated is a Korean studio. So thanks for the correction. Korean. Okay, cool. thank you. Um, <clears throat> Celebrated looks great. I'm still a little bit mad at them for teasing Parasite Eve <laughs> when it was first unveiled. They kept dropping Eve everywhere. I was like, don't do this to me. Um, that's another one earlier for the, the limited run thing. Bring Parasite Eve. 
That'd be great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Helldivers will do it themselves. That's Square. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Helldivers 2 looks really cool with the gameplay trailer uh, a few weeks ago. Um, Rise of Ronin on paper sounds amazing. I want to play it. There. <laughs> I got to know how it feels. Because if yeah. it's on ghost level, I'm like, yes, please. And mixed with like the Assassin's Creed stuff. Yeah, I'm in. Um, another genre that I'm slowly getting more into is horror. So it's, I've never played a Silent Hill game. Um, I've heard two is the best of the bunch. So I'm excited for it. Uh, Firewall is great in VR. But my answer here is Death Stranding 2. I adore mm-hmm. Death Stranding. I appreciated it after it was all done, said and done. Because playing through it, and especially at the time I was working at FedEx, it was like work. It was just oh, I, I got off of work to go to close. work. Yeah, a little bit too close to home. But I got it. the more I played that game and saw the and got the point of it, like I always say, Death Stranding is not a fun game. No, but it's very good. Very it is good. a very good game that you should experience. You won't have fun playing it, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, but <laughs> once you like, once you play as certain amount of it and see what kojima means by it being a strand game about the community Mm -hmm. about the more you do and the more other people do affects everybody around you like once that point hit home i was like oh this is amazing oh this is really good and then of course performances and everything just oh yeah shout out that soundtrack too oh my god yeah absolutely yeah um also firewall ultra does have a release date of august 24th this year so that's cool it's a big one for psvr too um, and finally, our last question comes from somebody called Mr. Badbit. That's weird. Never heard of him. I haven't heard of him before. Um, hi, first time, long time. Question for Kyle. I'm on the Party City site right now. What Whittle cowboy hat would you like? They got a Whittle yellow one and a Whittle brown one. Also, would you like a Whittle baby bandana as well? Because it's already looking like I'm going to pull out ahead in our fantasy critic league. So for those that don't know, Joe and I are going against each other in the second half of the year against fantasy critic. Uh, if I lose, I have to dress up as a cowboy, obviously, with little <laughs> tiny cowboy hat. If Joe loses, he has to do, uh, do his face paint like uh, a same insane clown posse for a show. Oh, Lord. Um, I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going to destroy him. <laughs> uh, question for Darren. How's Kyle doing? Like prior to reading and now, is he nervous? He seems concerned. Anyways, cheers, y'all. Ah, screw you, Joe. I didn't read that Kyle until now. Kyle is doing an excellent job. Good job. <laughs> you, you do this. You I, do this, so Kyle. That's the hey. thing. Joe's like, oh, yeah, Kyle's hosting. He's making a big deal out of it. I've hosted podcasts before. See, I, I've done the thing. <laughs> prior to this, when going over the notes and everything, first of all, I'm like, I remember when we used to do notes, and I look at yours, I was like, man... I'm trying to get like y'all. Y'all professional as hell. I I get the notes together and we're like, all right, here's the base point. Spitball, let's go. <laughs> so sometimes I prefer that though. Sometimes I just prefer just uh, going off of what everyone's saying. But mm-hmm. but no, you yeah, you are I doing amazing, it. Kyle. Hey, I appreciate thank you, it. thank you. You you doing it? You doing it, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone listening and watching feels the same. I know I can't do Joe's things, but you know what? Joe sucks and he's gonna lose. House of Bangers. Hashtag. Remember, tweet at him. Hashtag House of Bangers. Oh, boy. Taryn, we're at the end of the show. What a show it's been. I'm so grateful and, and happy to sit down and talk games with you on content. As um, am I, sir. I can't wait to do it again soon. Um, yes, for those definitely. that want to you know, follow Rusty Rupees and you on social media and whatnot, where can they find you? 
So yes, you can follow me anywhere personally at XX Shadow Okami XX anywhere. That's me. If you find somebody else that you don't see this face or hear this voice, it ain't me, but that's me. And you can follow the podcast anywhere at Rusty Rupees or Rusty Rupees with two Y's on Twitter because Twitter's some hoes. And yes, you find uh, me, uh, me, the boys, Justin, Cameron, Deontay, uh, streaming over at twitch.tv slash Rusty Rupees. Uh, Wednesday nights, hashtag Indie Watch with our boy Cameron. Go ahead, check him out. Hopefully his stream isn't dying, but it's a good time. Check us out. We're a good time. Come on through. Join the Discord. Talk shit with us. We're fun. Hell yes. Please do all the things. Um, you know where to find me, Mr. K-Sub, everywhere. Uh, go check out 61 Indie, which is the indie gaming stuff that I do um, over at 61indie.com, our Mike and I are meeting up, I think, next weekend to film our third indie showcase. I cannot believe it's number three. Um, Man, shows, it's been three already? It's been Woo. three. We already did one this year, Darren, and we're doing a second one. We're crazy. That's what I was thinking. I was like, wait a second. I feel like, I feel like I'm pretty sure y'all did some. Hey, keep it up, guys. You guys are doing amazing work. Thank you. Work. Appreciate it. Uh, it. It's amazing to see every every time. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. There's some really, really cool games for the showcase, so keep it locked to all that stuff. Um, Joe will be, ne- be back next week. Um, so until then, I love you. Keep playing games. Keep playing PlayStation. And play more indies, because I'm hosting. I'm going to say that. I love you. Oh, yeah. Bye. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>